Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll feature Kirk McElhern. He's the iTunes guy from Macworld Magazine. We'll also hear from Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine. All this and so much more on the Tech Night Owl Live. We have Kirk McElhern joining us this week on the Tech Night Out Live. And he, of course, is the iTunes guy from Macworld Magazine. And we're not being politically correct here. We could have, I suppose, called him the iTunes person. True. Or the iTunes entity. You know, if you want to be, you know, this way, we don't have to deal with being politically correct about Earthlings. We can call him the iTunes entity. Right. So do we call you Mr. Entity? You can call me what you want. I know you call me all sorts of things, so... Okay, we'll call you Clatu. I don't know what that means, but... Okay, you never you saw happy. the movie The Day the Earth Stood Still. I did, but I don't remember details and things like that. Okay, well... Sorry. <laughs> we have different references. <laughs> okay, so iTunes 11.0.2 fixes some bugs, adds a composer view, but it's a minor feature, but people like you who are into classical music, that's a very important feature. Yeah, in in what's called the navigation bar at the top of the iTunes window, um, when you're in your music library, you could previously view songs, albums, artists, genres, videos, and they added a composer's view, which obviously is only for people who are interested in classical music, though people interested in jazz and show tunes might want to use that as well. Basically, instead of sorting your music in a column on the left by artist, it's composers. Unfortunately, it's a pretty stark display. When you look at artists, you get a graphic next to the the artist's name, which is taken from the album art in your library. When you look at composers, you don't get anything at all. It's just a plain, flat list with nothing to help you spot an artist from, say, a particular image of an album or something. So they added it in the simplest, cheapest way possible. Well, cheapest... What iTunes does is at a certain point, it's going to go through and determine which images it uses in these sidebars, and it's going to cache them. So it's not like this takes up a lot of processing power, maybe the first time it does. I don't know why they did it like this, because it clashes with the way everything else is presented in iTunes 11, which is graphical with little thumbnails. If I'm looking at my artist list now, and every artist has a, a thumbnail from one of their albums, and when I click over to composers, they're not there. Yet, interestingly, the space between each name is the same as if there was a thumbnail. Now, you would think if they're going to not have the thumbnails, they would make the space a little bit less. It doesn't make sense that it would be a bug that they forgot to put the graphics in, but it really doesn't fit with the way iTunes 11 looks. So again, maybe it is a rush job. I don't know, because the other fixes didn't seem to be urgent. You know, these were fixes that were, what, improvements in performance and things like that, bug fixes, basically. I don't think there were any security fixes. I didn't see, uh, I follow Apple's security mailing list, and I didn't see anything about security fixes in iTunes. So I don't think it was rushed out for that. Looking over iTunes 11, which has been out since, what, November? So Mm -hmm. about three months or so, we've had iTunes 11. Now, some people at this point still wish they'd go back to iTunes 10. What's your verdict? Well, there are certainly things I preferred in iTunes 10. And I think when we discussed this back in November after the release of iTunes 11, I told you that if I didn't write about iTunes for a living, I would probably want to stick with iTunes 10. I preferred some of the display options that aren't there anymore. And I, didn't, I don't find the changes 
to iTunes 11 compelling enough to really want to change the program. So this is more of an eye candy kind of release. It looks nice, but in terms of usability, I don't find it any more usable. And maybe because I'm so used to the original version, I find it somewhat less usable. Well, the integration of things like the iTunes store when you're viewing albums, this is something that Apple obviously wants to do to get people to buy more things from the iTunes store. It really doesn't interest me that much. Again, as I said, the new views don't interest me that much. I like the old ones better. I like the ones that they got rid of. I I can't really think of any changes that for me are essential in iTunes 11. Well, yes, there is one. There's the fact that there are colored icons in the sidebar. We talked about that. That's something that could have been implemented in the older version in five minutes. Sure. They just need to change the icons, and that's not a big deal. But other than that, no, I'm... It's a half-baked update, in my opinion. It's part of Apple's design changes to make things look similar between iOS and, and, and macOS 10. They changed the way the store looks, and so it fits with that as well. But overall, um, I, I mean, I, I keep, you know, as, as the iTunes guy, so I write the column, Ask the iTunes Guy for, for Macworld, and I get dozens of emails every day, and an awful lot of them, a huge number of them are people saying, well, hey, we liked it before. How can we go back? Um, where's this feature, etc." So I'm not alone. I'm maybe not as critical as some people because some of the criticism is pretty harsh, but I'm just disappointed. Again, it's, it's not a deal breaker. I write about this for a living, so I need to know it. But there were enough things in iTunes 10 that I liked better than this. We have to see what's going to happen now that the human interface guy is Jonathan Ive for software, whether he is going to mandate any changes in maybe in iTunes 12 that will come out next year. We'll have to see what happens. Let's move on. So, Kirk, moving on, you got yourself a new iPhone. Were you just being extravagant with yourself, or did something bad happen? Well, I bought an iPhone 5 in, what was it, September when it came out, um, and I'd been having problems with Wi-Fi access. Um, even at home where my Wi-Fi network is relatively unperturbed, uh, every once in a while, the phone would just drop Wi-Fi and it wouldn't be able to reconnect. I, if I turned Wi-Fi off and back on, it wouldn't reconnect. The only, thing I could, the only way I could get it to reconnect would be to turn the phone off and turn it back on. And last week, I was in England um, for several days, and I found that connecting to public Wi-Fi wasn't working as well as it should have that either I was having trouble connecting or sometimes when I was connected, the data would be really slow, whereas I'd be sitting next to someone who'd be getting data much faster. Um, so I called Apple yesterday and I said, well, look, you know, I got this problem. And they said, okay, um, it's a problem that we've seen before. We'll replace the iPhone for you. And so UPS guy came today and got a new one. So far, um, I haven't had any problems with the Wi-Fi. I'm still syncing it because I downsample my music um, on the iPhone, and the first time you sync that, it takes a long time. Um, but so far, everything seems to be okay. Um, I say kudos to Apple for getting me a new one the next day. Um, I do have Apple Care on this iPhone. Given the cost of an iPhone and the fact that you carry it around and it takes a little bit of a beating, um, it seemed to me that getting Apple Care would be a good idea. And because I have Apple Care, they do this, what they call an express exchange or whatever, um, and they send a new one, take a credit card number, and I got a prepaid UPS envelope to send it back. So I'll know more in a few days or a couple of weeks whether the Wi-Fi works better on this one. 
Um, but suffice it to say, for, for now, I haven't had any dropouts, and I set it up about six hours ago this morning. Now, I want to look at the mechanics of the way phones are sold in France. Is this a subsidized phone, or did you buy it unlocked? I bought it from the Apple online store, so it's unlocked. Um, okay, so you I, had to pay an arm, a leg, and a foot to get this phone. Yes, I did. But my phone contract is with an ISP that started doing um, mobile phones a year ago. And we talked about this some time ago. Um, that just killed the market by offering an extremely low rate. I paid 16 euros a month, which is about 20 bucks for an unlimited contract. So that's unlimited calls and data. So even if you have to pay off the credit card bill at $20, $30 a month, you're still going right. to end off being better. And that's interesting, and I want to talk to you about that in our next segment, that T-Mobile in the U.S. is going to give up subsidized plans but let you pay out the phone. So it's kind of like a juggling match in terms of the money, but it also means that once you pay off the phone, you don't have to keep paying on your contract. In the second half of the show, we'll be joined by Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine, where he'll talk, among other things, about the top 10 tech myths. Say that five times fast. We have Kirk McElhern joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Making the right decisions is a challenge to investors. Are we going to see economic growth, slide into a recession, or at worst, depression? Hi, Ted Anderson from Midas Resources. We all know when a company acts irresponsibly, divesting ourselves in a move towards safety is prudent. When the market becomes volatile, U.S. Treasuries are a safe haven. But what do you do when the U.S. government overextends itself and spends beyond its means? Many investors are turning toward gold as a common-sense alternative to traditional paper investments. Midas Resources has put together a powerful book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, discussing costs, benefits, risks, featuring full-color illustrations, weights, and measures. The book is free and can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. Paper investments are dwarfed by gold's 6,000-year history. Discover how gold may be right for you and your IRA by calling 800-686-2237. Whether buying or it's time for you to sell, the book is free. Call 800-686-2237. 
Is this the year you finally get serious about your family's drinking water? If so, keep listening for a special offer from Big Berkey Water Filters. Did you know that over 60% of municipal water is fluoridated? Berkey Water Filters distinguish themselves from many other filtration systems with the capability to significantly reduce dangerous chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, and disinfection byproducts from municipal water via the Black Berkey and PF line of filters. Then there's affordability. At only 1.7 cents per gallon, Berkey Water Filters purify treated and untreated water, even stagnant pond water. Stop and think how much money you could save by simply reducing buying bottled water and using water filtered by your Berkey water filter. No need to be constantly replacing expensive filters with a Berkey. A single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. Choose the best size Berkey for your needs at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And right now, all GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Just call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Or visit BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. Free shipping on every order over $50. Big Berkey Water Filters. For the love of clean water. You've come to expect winter specials from Herbal Healer Academy, and we're not going to let you down. Battle through cold and flu season with powerful natural and safe flu fighters. Antivirals like olive leaf extract capsules and elderberry power. Vitamin D3, 180 caps, only $9. Beta-glucans and an incredible immune system booster. Our own four-herb tea capsules and Respa 8, all specially priced during the winter sale at HerbalHealer.com. Also, exclusive homeopathic detoxes for lungs, kidneys, liver, whole body, and lymph are on sale. Herbal Healer Academy offers correspondence courses to teach you how to handle your health naturally. And as always, new customers get a free 128-page catalog with your order. Log on and save big now when you hit the winter specials at HerbalHealer.com. Healing the world with nature, one person at a time since 1988. Celebrating 25 years in service to the natural health care industry. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So as Kirk told us, Apple replaced his apparently defective iPhone 5, and he has a deal here where he has an unlocked phone, so he could use it with any carrier that has the same protocol. So you're using it with a carrier in France, and when he moves to England, he'll just sign up with one of the carriers there. Now, the key here is the subsidized plans, and very popular in the U.S., where you get an iPhone 5 for 199 but if you buy one unlocked, it's what, six or $700? Yeah, it, they do the same thing here, the different phone companies. Sure, um, but the difference being that if you buy it with your credit card and you get a six or $700 charge, you pay that off every month. But once you pay it off, you don't owe anymore, and the plan you get with your wireless carrier doesn't factor in that extra charge. That's what T-Mobile's doing. Right. And with the carrier I have, I don't even have any commitment, so I can cancel at any time. And that's another thing that you don't get with a subsidized phone, because you're paying off for, let's say, generally it's two years for a subsidized phone. As long as you're going to keep paying for the phone, you can't cancel and you can't change carriers. You mentioned that I'm moving to England, which is going to happen in, in April. If I were under a contract, I would have to pay 
a lot of money to get out of that contract to be able to move to England, whether or not I had that phone, took the phone with me. So I like the, I don't mind paying more. I like the flexibility. You don't save money with a subsidized phone. You're just simply delaying the payment. In fact, when you look at it over time, you pay a lot more with a subsidized phone. That's because um, the reason being that you continue to pay that amount for your contract even after the phone is theoretically paid exactly. for. Exactly. And so that's exactly. the difference. And what T-Mobile is offering is they're basically separating the charges. Okay, you pay for your phone on time if you can't do it all at once. So you have that fixed amount, $20 or something a month. And after a couple of years or so, the phone is yours. But you can keep the contract, the lower cost contract, and now you're paying the lower price. They're just basically financing the phone. And it makes sense. And it makes sense for a couple of reasons, I think, for the phone company. Because people may be more likely to buy a newer phone when there's a new model that comes out instead of feeling uncomfortable that they're stuck in a contract. There also might be people who've had credit difficulties and won't qualify for a postpaid contract without a hefty down payment or deposit. So suddenly, you know, if you're going to put a deposit down, just buy your own phone and get any plan you want. Sure. I, I don't like to be beholden to a company um, over time like that. I like to have the flexibility to change when I want to. So I, do, I don't mind that solution. Um, I think the American model has always been subsidizing it because it's a way of tricking people into thinking that the phone doesn't cost anything because people don't do the math. They don't multiply the monthly cost by 24. And as you say, they don't then factor in the fact that they're going to keep paying that monthly cost of the phone afterwards if they don't get a new phone at that point. But the carrier loves it because it also gives you carrier lock-in. Yep. I mean, if you're paying month to month, you can go anywhere. As long as you have an unlocked phone and it can be activated for that service, you can go anywhere. And I'll give you an example of how that sort of worked. And I've done this with Apple phones, and now I have a Samsung Galaxy S3, which Samsung sent me for review. And like a lot of these review programs, what the companies or PR people will do will say, look, we'll send you the phone for two or three weeks, send it back. But if you wish to activate it on your own wireless plan, you can keep it longer. Right. So I just have to pay the activation fee with AT&T. So I have the Galaxy S3, and I could keep it indefinitely. I guess Samsung will want it back when they come out with the S4 this summer or late spring. But mm -hmm. what it gave me is the chance to really, really live with an Android phone, understand the differences, the attractions, and the shortcomings, and get a chance to see what is, I guess, the third most popular smartphone in the world. The Galaxy S3 is behind the iPhone 5 and the iPhone 4S. At times, it has sold more than the iPhone. So we're talking about really the direct competitor. And so you can ask me questions about it. Well, I've never, you know, I've never really looked very closely at Android phones, um, so I don't know much about it. I mean, it's different, obviously, in many ways. But I, I wouldn't even know what questions to ask. The key is, and I've told our readers and listeners about this, is that it is Mac versus Windows, even though this is a Linux-based operating system, Android. Yeah. It's Mac versus Windows because with the iOS, everything is simple and straightforward, not a whole large number of options, which could be good or bad, depending on your point of view. But everything kind of just works. Android is the Wild West with, I would say, almost Windows-style dialogues, Windows-style... Like, for example, I'll give you an example of this. If you are familiar with Windows Start Menu, which, of course, they want to bring back in Windows 8, mm -hmm. you have a button on the right 
of the Samsung. You press it and hold, and you get what they call device options. And it's kind of like a Windows Start menu. Power off, restart, whatever, whatever. Okay? So that reminds you of it. There are also a lot of press and hold menus, which are like all the context menus you see more on the Windows platform. Windows depends more heavily on context menus than the Mac. The other thing you see is very granular options. You have a global option in an email program, then you have separate options for each account. The other thing you see is the quality of the apps is nowhere near as good as on the iOS, even if it's the same app, the equivalent app. So, for example, WordPress. Mm. We all use WordPress for our blogs. You use WordPress. I use WordPress. The Mm. New York Times and the Wall Street Journal use WordPress. There is a mobile app for WordPress. You'll find that the iOS version of WordPress is far more predictable than the Android version. And part of the problem is that Android developers have to cater to a lowest common denominator. Like, for example, on the iOS, Apple comes out with iOS 6. You can bet within a couple of weeks, most of the people who have eligible hardware, iPhones, iPod Touches, iPads, will upgrade. So you make your software cater to the largest audience, knowing they will have the latest and greatest software, and you can add all the great features. So, for example, I ran into a problem with a program under Android, and I wrote to the developer, and he came back and said he had to have certain features done in a certain way because he needs to be compatible with Android version 2, which is what most people are on. The latest version of Android is 4.2.2. And you can't always update the operating system on an Android phone because your carrier doesn't let you, right? It's designed to be updated by your carrier and your handset maker. So both the carrier and the handset maker have to build an update. That update has to then be certified and pushed out to customers. Right. So, But it gets really screwy. Like, for example, right now, HTC has a new version of their Model 1 smartphone. This is their flagship phone. This is their competitor to the iPhone 5, their competitor to the Samsung Galaxy S series. Just came out, but it's one version behind in Android. So I think it's 4.1.2, and the current version that just shipped this month is 4.2.2. So you have a piece of hardware. is isn't going to be out till next month. It's one version behind in the OS. We're not behind or will be behind if I don't say you're listening to the Tech Night Out Live. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Hey, neighbors, got a small business or a large company that needs to be online 24-7? Well, here's the little secret. To make sure your site is always online, you need world-class DNS service from Dyn. That's D-Y-N. For years, Dyn has been helping companies ranging from the scrappy young startup to the giant media moguls of the world with making sure websites are fast and always available and that your emails are getting delivered. D-Y-N. Get faster internet by using Dyn for DNS. Visit Dyn.com slash podcast 30. Fill out the contact form or start shopping right away and save 30% by using the promo code 
podcast30 at checkout. Again, visit dine.com, that's dyn.com slash podcast30. Check them out today. Fall in love with food storage savings this February at BePrepared.com. Going on now, BePrepared.com saves you over $300 with a premium 1600 one-year supply, including 126 cans of freeze-dried and dehydrated food. Or get the new gourmet 14-day food supply with a full 2,000 calories per day with pre-planned menu. Stroganoff and noodles are 20% off with purchase of six or more. Mountain House pork chops are back in stock at 34% off. Pack your own low-moisture foods with our new do-it-yourself super pill combo on sale at 22% off. Add to your preparedness with minor surgery kits at 15% off. And wool blended blankets are only $11.89. The February Fall in Love with Savings Sale ends February 28th at BePrepared.com. For contents and details, visit BePrepared.com or call 800-999-1863. The choice is clear. Be unprepared or BePrepared.com. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP as slim as possible. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. On the Tech Night Owl Live, talking to Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy, or the iTunes entity or being from Macworld. And he's not worked very often on Android phones, and I'm kind of telling him how the way of the world is in that world, in that universe. It's a very different well, what- universe, but the key is here is that 
it can be made to work almost in many ways as good as an iOS phone, an iPhone. But the problem is you have to take an indirect route to get there. You have to do lots and lots of configuration changes. You will probably have to go and download third-party apps to get the kind of features you want. So it's not as easy to get where you want to be. And the question, of course, is for the end user, is that what you want? Yeah, and another thing you didn't mention, you mentioned about different um, versions of Android's operating system, but also uh, developers have to plan for different size screens uh, because there's no sort of standardization. So that makes it more complicated. I mean, I've see, I see around here a lot of these really, really big telephones that are like smaller than an iPad mini, but that look way too big for telephones. Yeah, like uh, it's a Galaxy Note. It's yeah. like that. They call it a phablet. And the yeah. reason they call it a phablet is it's supposed to be a combination of smartphone and tablet because it's somewhat bigger than the smartphone. The other thing to mention before you go on is that the one-handed operation you could do on an iPhone 4S and iPhone 5, yeah, you can't do with Samsung devices. has a 4.8-inch screen. No right. one-handed operation. Yeah. Yeah, so that makes Android so much more fragmented um, that applications, as you said, lowest common denominator, um, and you're never going to have the finesse that you can have with iOS apps. Exactly. Exactly. That's why Apple, of course, releases very few platform changes in terms of size. And the reason that Apple didn't go above four inches, once again, is the one-handed operation. There's only so big you can make the thing before you have to be a basketball player to be able to use it. Well, I already find that I have very big hands, and I find that I can easily reach the top, so I hold it in my right hand, and I can reach the top left corner, but I can't imagine someone with small hands, you know, particularly a woman with small hands, being able to reach as far with the, the iPhone 5. So for me, it seems like it might be a bit too big for some people. But then if that's the way you feel, you get the iPhone 4S. By the way, the iPhone 4S only sold slightly less than the iPhone 5, so people are beginning to make that distinction. I, don't, I doubt they're making the distinction because of size. I think they're making it because of price. Of course. I think a lot um, of it is all about price. The, and I think, this, I think this is what you're going to get to. Um, are we going to see an iPhone that's cheaper soon? Exactly. Um, are we going to see a lower-priced iPhone that's maybe not metal, um, slower processor? And, you know, it's possible they can do it. Do they want to do it? It's a tough question because as long as they can keep older models on sale at lower prices, do they want to bring in a cut price model? I mean, on the one hand, so they're currently selling three different models, the, the 5, the 4S, and the 4. That means they've got three assembly lines set up. If they were to only sell the latest model and a cheaper model, they would only need two assembly lines. It would make it easier to retool the assembly lines for the next model um, instead of having to make three of them. And also it means that they could take advantage of more current technologies. They could up the technologies in the older devices even and, and things that might necess not necessarily cost more, um, that might actually cost less because of economies of scale and things like that. So it's, it's a tough call. The idea of making an iPhone for countries where people have a lower cost of, uh, lower cost of living, it certainly makes sense. But it's, the question is, do they really want to do that? Um, is, is it in Apple's interest... Is it basically in Apple's interest to try and go 
into a situation where they're attacking a new part of the market. Apple's generally been at the high end of the market. Do they want to go after the middle end of the market? Well, they already are in terms of subsidized phones with the iPhone 4 and 4S. So what we're talking about here, a cheap iPhone would mean you could buy one for, say, 199 or 299 compared to, what, four or $500 for an iPhone 4 now. Yeah, so I'm just looking at the unlocked prices because the subsidized prices are all bogus. So the iPhone 4 is 450 okay. unlocked. I've seen okay. it as low as 400 but who knows. Okay, I'm on the Apple site. The iPhone 4S is 549 so we're $100 more. And the iPhone 5 is 649 That's only $100 more. And I'm looking both at the base 16-gig models here. Uh, wait, the iPhone 4, it might be an 8-gig model, right? Yes, yeah, it's it only is. 8 yes, gigs. Right. Um, so you're paying... $200 less for an iPhone 4 with half as much storage or $100 less for the 4S with the same amount of storage. That's not a big saving when you think about it. So if they were to come out with something that's, say, $200 unlocked, that would be a big change. And the big change there would be, first of all, that it would be cheap enough that people would be able to buy it a lot more easily. But second of all, they'd be able to buy it without subsidies, which could be what Apple might be leaning toward. Apple's goal here might be less to sell a cheaper phone than to get rid of the carriers and to, to get them out of the sort of purchase process. Because currently um, on the U.S. Apple store, you get to choose from three carriers. And of course, you can buy from others if you go to their stores and, and things like that. But maybe Apple wants to just sell the phones and not have to deal with the carriers directly. Yeah, but kind of sort of they did that with the first iPhone where it was offered at an unsubsidized price. And Apple went away from that because more people in this country buy it subsidized. You can take advantage of the latest manufacturing efficiencies if you build a new lower-cost iPhone. So maybe they could knock a couple hundred dollars off the thing. And the other consideration, of course, being if Apple can have a cheap iPod, why not have a cheap iPhone? I mean, you can get a $49 iPod, but it's not cheap. It's just a low-cost product. That's well built. So why can't Apple figure a way yeah, to do it with an iPhone? Especially if they that. sell two hundred million a year, I bet they could make it pretty cheap. Okay, I, I wouldn't compare it with the forty nine dollars shuffle because it's a totally different device. I'd com let's compare it with the iPod Touch, which starts at two ninety nine. Right. That makes a lot more sense. Um, and we saw what was it five six forty nine for the base iPhone five unlocked compared to 299 so if they could sell an iphone down in that range the two to three hundred dollar range yeah why not i mean they've got a range of shuffles it makes more sense to me to have a range of iphones that aren't old models but that are different models not everyone needs more than eight gigs first of all not everyone is going to look at videos on their iphone some people might want a phone just for the phone and the basic apps you know contacts messages email and things like that so it's entirely possible um that this demographic that Apple hasn't tapped might be something worth tapping. And would the low-cost iPhone be the iWatch? You know, there was no. a report that came out no. this week that Apple has certain patents on wearable devices, but the patent covers an accessory device. It doesn't cover a primary device. So, And, and even we know that all these companies, they, they, they get patents because they've designed something, not necessarily because they're going to sell it. It's called defensive patents. Well, it's, it could be defensive patents, but it could be a defensive patent, but it could also be patents that they register in order to license the patent to other companies that want to use it. Okay. So I wouldn't read too much into that. The idea of a phone watch, I think, 
It's all because we know Dick Tracy that people have always wanted to see what a phone watch would look like. But I don't think that's going to work. No, I, if why it's going to be, you know, why can't you make something that's a very sharply dedicated device, four gigabytes of storage, basic storage, has the phone in it, has some very simple setups. You don't have the apps because it doesn't make sense because you have the small screen. So it's a phone. It's a watch. It stores your music, so it's like a wearable iPod shuffle with a phone built in. Very sharply targeted device. It's a feature phone. It's just a feature phone. Until you want to talk to someone for a half an hour or until you need both hands to do something while you're talking on the phone. No one told Dick Tracy that. I don't buy it. No one told Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy sits there. Well, of course, his communications are rather short. Yeah. We, We have Kirk McElhern. Joining Gene Steinberg, you're in the Tech Night Out Live. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com It's an MRE smorgasbord at longlifefood.com. In 1983, Long Life Food Depot was one of the first to sell MRE pouches to the public, and we're still selling them almost 30 years later. Today, Long Life Food Depot has the world's most complete MRE online buffet because MREs are all we do. Tasty varieties of chicken, beef, salmon, and pasta entrees, plus sandwiches and our easy-to-use pouches. Full moisture, long shelf life, and ready-to-eat hot or cold. We sell by the pouch or case, so the choices are endless, and so are the graduated quantity discounts. The more you buy, the more you save. Call 800-601-2833 or go to longlifefood.com to join our email list for upcoming announcements like the Rollaway Food Pod. Plus, enjoy fast and free shipping. Just call 800-601-2833 or visit longlifefood.com. Emergency preparedness, emergency relief. Longlifefood.com since 1983. Sending real food to your real future. You land in Buenos Aires, then are shuttled to Santa Rosa, where a nicely furnished cabin with all amenities, Wi-Fi, executive food and wine, and laundry service awaits. After a good night's sleep, your adventure begins. You're on a golden stag safari for big game. But it's not Africa, it's Argentina. One-on-one guided hunts for water buffalo, cougar, bighorn rams, wild boar, and the biggest stag deer in South America. All gold medal quality. All the action you can handle. 
Land Rovers, top rental guns with scopes, all food, beverages, hunting guides, ground transportation included, and more, all more affordable than you can imagine. The adventure of a lifetime starts at GoldenStagSafaris.com, the big game hunting ranch, GoldenStagSafaris.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie Guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. On the Tech Night Owl Live, we have Kirk McElhern joining Gene Steinberg, talking about the possibility of an iWatch. As you heard, Kirk doesn't buy it. I don't buy it as a phone. I see the idea of a watch that's an accessory, kind of like the Pebble or whatever. That might be possible, even though I'm not sure that I would go for something like that. But I don't see a watch that's also a phone. And remember, when Gene Roddenberry gave us Star Trek in the 1960s, the communication device was not something on his wrist, Captain Kirk's wrist. It was a clamshell smartphone. It looked like a Newton, basically. Okay. Well, you see yeah, where Apple of- stole the idea. Yeah, or a Palm Pilot or something like that. But yeah, because you need to speak into it and you need to listen to it. So where's the speaker going to be? Take your arm right now. Put your wrist up to your ear and see how that feels. Well, no, it would be like a speakerphone. It would have to be like a speakerphone with a small speaker so you hear the person talking. There's no No. other way to make it work that way. Unless, of course, you you make it wearable, you just stick the thing in your ear. Yeah, that's that's why it won't work. Of course, okay, so there's an idea. You could have a Bluetooth headset to make it work. Either that or it has a built-in speaker. Take your choice. Yeah. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't believe it. All right. I'm allowed to have my opinion, right? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. New lock screen music controls with iOS 6.1, which is now, by the way, iOS 6.1.2 because of a Microsoft Exchange bug. How does that work out? That work out for you? Yeah, they everything on the lock the screen. Soon the lock screen is going to be so darn busy, you won't need to do anything else. It's just all going to be available on the lock screen. You know, they could put more on the lock screen, actually. Uh, they might want to give access to certain things and features. And I mean, the problem with the lock screen is it's locked to protect other people from accessing your content. So you don't want them to see your contacts, your messages, or, or anything like that. But they could conceivably put more onto the lock screen. What they did here is they just basically sized down the, the huge clock that shows up on the top and to make it a little bit easier to use. The time is in the toolbar, and it's small, 
So they didn't need the huge clock, which is what you see when you wake up your phone when it's asleep. So it's not a big change. Um, it's a change that's useful. What I kind of find annoying is that these music controls... So the lock screen music controls, if you're listening to music, you double tap on your home button um, when the phone is locked and these music controls come up at the top of the screen. I'd like to see them at the bottom of the screen because if I'm holding my phone in my hand, I don't want to have to reach all the way up to the top. Okay, so therefore we can assume that Jonathan and I have had nothing to do with this. That I don't know we can make that assumption, um, but it's true that there's a lack of logic in having these controls at the top of the screen, especially with the iPhone 5 where it's more of a stretch. All right, well, we have to see at this point how this feature is going to fly. You know, for iOS 7, what would you like to see? Because I assume we're maybe, what, three, four months away from getting the news? Yeah, it's been the summer, um, so it'll probably be out, you know, in a few months. Um, the, the, the one thing I'd like to see most is multiple user accounts. Um, and, and I'm actually writing a, an article for Macworld about this. Um, I get a lot of emails as the iTunes guy about people who want to know how, for instance, how can I protect my email um, when I give my iPad to my kid so he can play a game? And it's a logical question. You're, you're using an iPad for a lot of things. You're using it among a family often or among, say, a couple and everything, once it's unlocked, everything is there, be it your bookmarks, your email, your contacts, and all that sort of stuff. It seems to me to not make any sense at all that anyone using the device should be able to have access to all of this content. It's a no-brainer to set up multiple users, because iOS is based on OS X, um, in the sense that if you turn on multiple users, that means when you unlock it, you would have... Um, either a passcode, let's say, for a default user, or you'd have the different icons that you get on a login screen on a Mac, or you'd have some similar way. Um, each user would have a passcode. Each user would see their email, their contacts, their messages, um, their bookmarks in Safari, their high scores in a game. Imagine you got two kids playing on a game on, on an iPad, and they want to each record their high scores, or they want to each use their game center name. Um, these are all things that really need to be tied to a user account and not to a device, in my opinion. Now, I understand every time you do this, you're talking about moving or using more storage space on the device. How much storage not that space? Much. No, not that if, much. Not that much for each user, because it's mostly preference files. It's mostly settings, yeah, with the exception of email. But it, how much email is someone going to have? Um, <laughs> Don't uh, ask. No, no, no. An iOS device doesn't download all the messages. It downloads headers. It doesn't sure, download sure. all the attachments and everything. So it takes up a lot less space than it would on a Mac. Um, and the rest is just basically settings files. I'm not suggesting that each user um, get to choose to install their own apps, though that could be interesting because parents might want to set up like a simple iPad, you know, the way we have Simple Finder on the Mac, with only certain apps for their kids, but still have access to all their apps on their iPad. Well, it kind of makes sense to me that you have something like that because we can't assume that an iPad will necessarily be a single-user dedicated device. You can say that, ladies and gentlemen, as you probably know, regular listeners to the show, that our next-door neighbors have six dogs. And sometimes they get into an argument about the iOS versus Android or the Mac versus Windows and Linux. And you see them going, and unfortunately, they don't make dog-resistant studios you know, unless you put them in a tunnel or something, or dog-resistant mics. So that's where you go. 
they're also they're barking pretty, in stereo. They, they are. They're pretty noisy. I have to admit. Oh yeah, they're barking oh, in stereo, ladies so. and gentlemen. Okay. And it's not like we don't like dogs. We're adopting a dog from an animal shelter. But it's oh, a little dog. Yeah, a little one sometimes barked the most. So good luck. Okay, so looks like we're going to have some very interesting programming for the next few weeks. But we're talking about features that should be in iOS 7. And Kirk's talking about multiple user accounts, which are flexible, because we understand that not so much for the iPhone, but for the iPad. Yeah. Uh, an iPhone is a personal device. It goes in your pocket. An iPad is very often a family device. Um, and it just doesn't seem to make sense that they haven't taken that into account yet. Well, you never know. Apple has to have some features to include in iOS 7. What else would you like to see? Um, you know, I, I'm not really... I, I can't think of things that really bother me, things that I miss in iOS, either on my iPhone or my iPad. Um, one thing I'd like to see less of is gestures. I'd like to see less dependency on gestures because they're really confusing. Um, it's hard to remember them, and they don't always make sense. I can't really think of anything. Honestly, I really can't think of anything um, that would seem to me to be essential to add to iOS 7. No, no more can I think of right now, you know, off the top of my head, features I'd like to see in the next version of Mac OS 10. Um, I'd, it's, I want to see tabs in the Finder, and that I've been wanting for years. But other than that, I can't think of anything in particular. Um, I'm pretty happy with iOS. Everything is smooth and makes sense. So, no, I really I don't know. What about you? You've obviously given this some thought. Well, having used Android for several weeks extensively, I can see a couple of things I'd like to bring over. Number one is you can organize your apps by alphabetical order. Okay? That kind of makes sense. You know, it makes it easier instead of just moving things around manually. It's alphabetical order. I know I go through a few pages. There's the one that begins with M. So that's one particular feature I think that's very good. The other is to apply a specific function to a default app, which you do, of course, on Mac OS X. You know, you use Get In other Info. Words, a specific app to open a URL, for instance. Right. Yeah, now that would be good because it's nice to use Safari, but there are other browsers that have certain features like um, Chrome or iCab or Opera or things like that. So, yes, uh, I'd agree with that. Also, maybe um, choose which program is going to send email when you have an email link. Same thing. Exactly. Why should you be tied into one particular app for specific functions? Yeah. And we understand that more with Android because it's less likely you use the default apps because they're so bad. Okay. That's interesting to know. I mean, there's a bug right now I confirmed in the Android email app where you set up an IMAP account and you send an email message. Okay? Now you go to your Mac or PC and you look in your sent box to look at the message that you sent. Okay? Right. And guess what happens? You look at it and the text is repeated twice. Uh-huh. Well, that doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. And they weren't even aware of it. I got Samsung's technical people to confirm the problem and agree they'll send it to R&D to fix. You see? Okay. okay, I'm dangerous for that platform. Yep. They're ready to tell me to give them the phone back. Coming up later on the show, we'll have Abram Pilch of Laptop Magazine. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, we have Kirk McElhern joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. 
Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. You've heard about or even used colloidal silver for years. But did you know there's a silver product that is much better, faster, safer, and superior? Silver that is fundamentally distinctive, different, and the only patented silver since the original colloidal silver in 1923? Introducing Silver Protocol from Neofera. Think about this. What will you do when you can't get antibiotics? Silver Protocol should be in every grab bag, the one product you got to have when it all breaks loose. Unlike colloidal silver, use Silver Protocol preventatively or whenever infection occurs. Silver Protocol can be boiled or frozen, yet is still 100% effective, has super long shelf life, and will not cause argyria or turn you blue. Order Silver Protocol at 800-213-0644. That's 800-213-0644. Or go to neofera.com spelled n-e-o-f-e-r-a.com sign up for our free educational email series at neofera.com silver protocol the ultimate immune booster welcome back to the tech night owl live where you never know what's going to happen next and now here's gene steinberg Okay, with Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy, we focused originally on iTunes 11 with the composer view, talking about the platforms, about his replacement iPhone 5, fixing hopefully the Wi-Fi problem, wishes for iOS 7, and right now the rumors are starting that we're going to hear about soon OS 10.9 with some unknown feline name. I think they're running out of cats that are compelling so, I don't know, Lynx or something like that? Is that the one they were talking about? I don't know. They were saying it would have full support for Siri and support for Maps. So what do you want to see, my friend? Well, I said before, tabbed Finder, uh, because it just makes sense to be able to, instead of having multiple windows, to have multiple tabs the way you do in Safari. Um, maps, I guess, for a laptop, that makes sense, but you need a 3G contract with it, so that's a problem. I'm Again, I'm not really... I haven't given it a lot of thought. You'd have to give me a little bit of a warning um, to be able to uh, to do something like this. I think I brought it up because it's a kind of an offhanded thing to ask. You're using the Mac every day. Does something ever occur to you? You know, I wish Apple would do it this way or that way. Not as much as you'd think. Over the years, I've become a lot more lenient. I don't really feel like criticizing 
just to say, okay, well, this sucks. I need this. I need that. I need this. Because there are plenty of third-party apps that do things that the operating system doesn't do, and that's fine for me. For me, the system is the system. It's the finder. It's the system features. It's all of the 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 the, the things that hold everything together. Um, these days, I find that I'm looking more at different apps to do what I want to do than expecting the operating system to do the things for me, if that makes any sense. No, I understand what you're saying. Now, in the sense of email, I find that really Apple's mail is the most flexible, although I realize some people use Outlook for the Mac from Microsoft. But most people who don't need maybe a few specific exchange features that Apple doesn't offer, Apple's own email app does very well. I think Safari is a perfectly satisfactory browser, and I cannot really understand the use of Chrome. I don't see it offering any sizable advantage. As a matter of fact, I do use Chrome only now because it syncs with the version of Chrome on Android phone. So okay. I can sync my bookmarks. Or yeah, I'm, I'm a Safari user. I've never really felt the need to use a different browser. I mean, I understand why someone might want to, particularly because of all the plugins and add-ons and, and extensions, etc., that you could get with Firefox and Chrome and, and other things. Um, but, yeah, I like mail. There's one thing I'd like to see in mail, that new sort of three-column view that they have. I can't use it because the second column, the text is too small for me to read, and I'd really like to be able to read that text, and I, I would be comfortable using that view. So I still use what they call the classic view. Um, I really just can't read it. It's way too small. So I'd like to see more flexibility um, I'd like to see more flexibility across the board. And I, and I wrote an article a couple months ago for Macworld about this regarding font size. Yeah, but you can um, change the message list font. No, you size. can't change it. No, you can't change the one in that second column. You can change the message list size and font in the classic layout, so which is the th sort of three pane with the split in the middle that we have. But when you have the column, the, the kind of iOS-like column, so you have on the left-hand side, you have the mailboxes. Then you have the column that shows the messages. You can't change the, the font or the size in that. Okay. And I'm just looking at it now. I just changed it. It's too small. I like that display. Um, it seems to me more logical than the, dis than the display that takes up the full line, but I simply can't read it. It's too small, and I can't work on a computer where I have to squint. So it would be nice if Apple maybe add a few more options to mail. To make it more useful. Yeah, some more view options, because there are some of us who don't have 20-year-old eyes. Well, speak for yourself. I have 400-year-old eyes. Yep. You I know the feeling. Me. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of Microsoft and Outlook 2011, have you ever been able to get it to work in a satisfactory fashion? I've tried, because I have to keep up to date on Microsoft stuff, and it's always so hideously buggy, I just stop using it. I hate Outlook. I hated. Well, I used Entourage many years ago when it was the Entourage that came from Clarice Emailer initially. It was the um, same developer crew. It was the same developer crew, and it looked a lot alike. Um, and then when they changed it to Entourage, where they sort of rolled in all the Outlook stuff, um, I really disliked it. And I dislike it now. I think it's ugly. I think the interface is ugly. Um, I don't understand the logic, and I use it only when I absolutely have to to write an article that mentions Outlook. Otherwise, you hope and pray not to use it. Now, talk about stupid things and stupid decisions. So we have a situation here where Microsoft clearly wants to sell more product. So what do they do with the Office suite for the Mac? They increase the price by roughly 17% or so. 
they cut out the multiple user packs. So now if you want to buy something for your Mac, your desktop Mac, and your notebook Mac, in theory, you've got to buy two user licenses, like doubling the price. But what they really want you to do is subscribe to your software. Go to Live 365 and get an annual or monthly contract and you use the software as long as you pay the money. If you stop paying the money, you can't use the software. At least if you buy a software license, you could use it as long as you have hardware that is compatible. This is the way certain types of software currently work. Um, by the way, it's Office 365, not Live 365. Live 365 is a radio thing. Well, um, as a matter of fact, yes. Okay, so I'll go for that. But part of the problem is that Microsoft keeps using Live Search and then Bing, and they've always no, got the word live in there. The, the problem is that, I mean, there is some logic to paying for usage. That logic would make sense if you only pay when you use it. In other words, if you don't use Office often, okay, and you want to pay to use it for a week here and a week there, then I think that would be great for a lot of people. Um, but it's just... We're not there yet. There are certain types of software. You buy accounting software, it's often paid for annually. Um, You buy security software, it's often paid for annually. But to pay for something like a word processor or, you know, the whole office suite, it just doesn't, it it just bothers me. I don't really like it. Um, I'm not comfortable with the idea. It's, what is it? Let's see, I'm looking. It's $100 a year. Now, the difference is that that's up to five computers. And where it becomes useful is if you have both PCs and Macs because you can use it on both. Okay, so you don't have to buy multiple licenses. That might make sense if you figure the total cost, you figure the lifetime of using that particular product. So Office 365, you say it's going to cost me thus and so to buy multiple user licenses, and I will use them for so many years before I buy the new version. Now, I factor that all in, and my outlay is going to be up front $500, say. Okay, I'm just throwing a figure. Now, if I pay $100 a year for up to five user licenses, Mac and Windows, and then I'm going to use it for three years, and there's a new version coming out. If you've got a family, in particular, you've got Macs and PCs, then it's a good deal. But as you pointed out earlier, they're not selling multi-user packs anymore, which I think is, is going against the sort of flow that we're seeing with the Mac App Store, where one license, quote-unquote, lets you install it on multiple computers. So they're trying their own model, and you know it's a chance they have to take. Um, it'll work for some people. It'll, it might work for businesses. Uh, if you look at the business price, small business can get $6 per user per month for up to 50 users. That's a pretty reasonable price, $72 a year. I mean, again, you'd have to compare with like a 50-seat license that you could have gotten before. I don't know what, you know, what prices they were selling on those. Um, but I think the problem is that it's going to end up confusing people. Um, they're not going to be sure what they're getting. Now, another thing that Microsoft is doing here is that by selling it this way, they're getting all the money. They're not going through resellers. Um, Yes, that's a way of basically throwing out the reseller and doing it themselves. But, of course, Apple does that with resellers, too, because look now at how many Macs you buy that you can't upgrade the RAM. So third-party RAM resellers are being left out in the cold as a result of that decision. We'll get into more of this in a moment with Kirk McElhern. 
And coming up later on the show, we'll have Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine at LaptopMag.com. He'll be giving you the top 10 tech myths, but also the top 10 tech ripoffs. Coming up, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hi, this is Peter Kronschnabel from Midas Resources. As you know, federal government spending is at an all-time high, and inflation will be a direct result of the spending policy. European government and central bank spending policies have put the European Union on the brink of collapse. What are you doing right now to protect yourself financially? Are your assets working for you or against you? One thing is certain. Having physical possession of gold and silver will guarantee that no matter what happens to our economy or the dollar, your investment will never be worthless. And it will protect you from that hidden tax, inflation. If you've been thinking about investing in physical possession of precious metals or having an IRA in precious metals, I can help. Call me today, Peter Kronschnabel at 800 800- 686-2237, extension 108. And I'll take the time to personally put together a portfolio designed to protect what you've worked so hard for. Call 800-686-2237, extension 108. You've worked hard your whole life, and I want to work hard for you. Call Peter at 800-686-2237, extension 108. Is there a less expensive way to detoxify your body? Yes. Microplant powder from HempUSA.org frees your body of toxins from vaccinations, pharmaceutical residues, heavy metals, parasites, and toxic chemicals in your food and water for around $10 a month. Microplant powder removes virus, fungus, and bacteria while cleaning and purifying the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. It unclogs arteries and softens heart valves. Plus, microplant powder can be taken with any liquid, any pharmaceutical, and at any time. It's truly the easiest and most cost-effective way to clean and detoxify your body for around $10 a month. Microplant powder from HempUSA.org. It really works. And for persistent health issues, try our Matrix Bio Powder together with Microplant Powder for a deeper cellular cleaning. Call 888-910-4367. That's 888-910-4367. And see what our powder, seeds, and oil can do for you at HempUSA.org. Healthy soils grow healthy plants. So before you plant your survival garden this year, is your soil healthy? Maximize your crisis garden soil with EM1 from Terraganics. EM1 organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant provides healthier gardens and faster, efficient garden composting. EM1 from Terraganics.com quickly improves soil structure by increasing nutrient availability and converting organic matter into soil humus. This improves seed germination and root growth, improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, nutrient 
market value of fruits and vegetables and improves shelf life. And when rain is not in the forecast, no worries. EM1 improves moisture retention in soils, helping reduce drought stress. Just like you prepare all else, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terraganix.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terraganics. Life's getting better. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. On the Tech Night Owl Live, we're talking about a whole bunch of subjects with Kirk McElhern, talking right now about Microsoft pushing a subscription model for Office purchases with Office 365. And as you say, this kind of cuts out the middleman. You go to Microsoft, you give them the money, but your local dealer, you can't just buy it from Mac Mall or Apple. If you want the user license for a subscription, you've got to go to Microsoft directly. And I say at the same token, look what Apple's done with RAM upgrades. They solder the RAM on the logic board of the MacBook Air, the MacBook Pro with Retina display, the 21-and-a-half-inch 2012 iMac. You can't upgrade the RAM either. So what they're doing then is taking away opportunities from third-party dealers. Which is going to make the dealers eventually go out of business. I, I don't know if I'd compare hardware and software. I'd compare, for instance, the fact that Apple used to sell iWork and iLife and so if you bought a Mac from a, a dealer, not an Apple store, but another dealer, which you know used to exist, there aren't many anymore, they would be able to sell that as an add-on. The same thing here, an OEM, an assembler who's making a PC can't sell any more contracts to Office, although maybe Microsoft has a deal that they can and they give you like a code. I'm not sure. We should assume that that possibility still might exist. But what comes up at the end here is that with Apple especially... If an Apple software product is available from the App Store and nowhere else, no third party can offer it anymore. Right, and it's the same thing here. Um, so Microsoft, if they're selling it that $100 a year before they were losing, say, half of that um, in the cost that distributors and resellers were getting, so they're making twice as much here even. In some ways, what they should be doing is they should be selling it for 50 bucks a year. You get more people to buy it. They're getting all the money, just like Apple is getting all the money when they sell their software directly, when they sell Mac OS X, for instance, through the Mac App Store. Um, and how many more people would buy Office at $50 a year? I think it would be a huge number. That would be undercutting iWork on the Mac side. Um, but the problem is on the PC side, since they have such a monopoly, there's no motivation for them to, to lower the price. Well, look what Microsoft did, for example, with the Windows 8 upgrades. Now, nobody's running to get Windows 8. <laughs> you know, it looks like it's going to make Windows Vista look successful. So Microsoft has a special price when Windows 8 comes out. It's $39.99 for the downloadable upgrade until January 31st. Now it's $119.99 for the regular version, $199.99 for the pro version. What do you think Microsoft did? I don't know because I haven't followed it, but I wish I'd known I would have bought a copy to use with um, Fusion because I'm still running XP for my virtual machine for whenever I use Windows. 
Yeah, but you're a journalist. So I missed out on it. You're a journalist. You can always write to Microsoft. But seriously uh, speaking. Well, done. I see that I can get an upgrade. Um, I'm, remember, I'm in France here. So I can get an upgrade for only 54 euros, which is marked down from 280. That looks a little bit fishy, but this is on Amazon. Um, and I can upgrade from XP. But of course, when you do that, that means that the next time, if you ever have to rebuild, in this case, a virtual machine, you've got to install XP first. And that's always a pain in the ass. I don't know. I always wonder what Microsoft is thinking here. There was a comment from Bill Gates the other day. I guess he was disappointed in how Microsoft had handled the mobile rollout there, mobile platform Windows Phone. But I was thinking here, looking at Android, and as I said, comparing Android to OS, the iOS, Apple's version, it's the Mac versus Windows all over again in terms of interface elegance and complexity. And I thought, you know, if Google hadn't come out with Android, if Microsoft had made Windows Phone what Android is now in terms of the basic look and feel, in other words, a Windows alternative to this touchscreen technology, you know, they might have done far better than giving us the Metro or the interface formerly known as Metro. You're the one with the Android phone and... and you know, as I just mentioned, I don't use Windows much. I have it in virtual in a virtual machine for whenever I need to look at something, but it's pretty rare. But so, you understand this distinction. You have the Mac versus Windows, and you understand how the operating systems are earmarked. So it's simple on the Mac and more flexibility, but maybe complexity on Windows. So we have here iOS versus Android. Again, similar in many ways look and feel, but again, Apple being simple, elegant, Android being usable, useful, but more complex. Yeah, no, I see your point. And again, it's all down to the hardware question, the fact that Apple makes their own hardware. Um, they can choose what possibilities exist. The fact that Android and Windows PCs are on multiple devices means that it's not as flexible. And it's just going to be like that forever. Well, the other issue here, though, is you could still offer a more sensible range of options and settings. We understand some things have to be done because it's running on all sorts of different hardware that you can't predict. But basic usability settings are not necessarily hardware dependent. The point being here that most of the settings I deal with under Android do not depend on it being on a Samsung Galaxy S3 as opposed to an HTC One. Okay, so or you're saying it doesn't depend on the speed of the processor or the video speed or things like that? No, it is strictly functionality, not okay. the speed of the function. But isn't a lot of this that the carriers don't want you to have certain functionality? You know, part of it is that the carriers want to put on their own custom interfaces above it. You still have the basics there, but the carriers yeah. add their own custom interfaces and their own custom stuff that may or may not be useful, depending on right. what your point of view is. Yeah. But the basic fundamentals of Android are still there from phone to phone. Right. Well, I hope you're enjoying yourself with your Android phone. It's an experiment I didn't expect. I don't think that I'm going to have much of a problem deciding this fall what phone to get. But I like being able to do it because you can see that even if you find one platform superior to the other. And granted, there are people who prefer Android for various reasons, and one being the flexibility of the way you configure it. There are features there that Apple could look at and come out with and fix and bring out in a much better way. Just as I said, being able to just organize your apps alphabetically. Such a simple option. You kind of wonder why Apple can't do that. Well, 
I, I understand your point because sometimes I'm looking for an app and I can't find it. But personally, what I do is my, my first home screen is the apps I use a lot. And then on the second home screen, I have apps and folders. Um, the only time I would want to look alphabetically is if I can't find something, but in which case I just use Spotlight on the iPhone and I just type the name of it. So that seems to be quicker. Are you saying on Android you're using fewer apps, so maybe you've just no, got one well, or two screens? You have two ways of looking at apps. You have pages. You have a separate apps directory all by itself with all your installed apps. And then you can take the apps you use and put them out on pages. You have seven pages. You can add widgets there or app icons, but it doesn't remove the apps from your apps folder or whatever you want to call it. Right. So there are like two ways of looking at apps. So you can, yes, put your most commonly used apps on those pages in whatever order you want. And you, it's okay. just kind of the same mode as with the iOS. You kind of hold and drag it. Right. And then you have a listing of all your apps in one place. So in a sense, it's two different places to find different apps, depending on your point of view. Kirk McElhern. Where do we find more of your stuff? Well, go to my website, com. That's M-C-E-L-H-E-A-R-N.com. Or look me up on Macworld, where I'm the iTunes guy, and where I write plenty of other articles about Macs. Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me again, Gene. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. In an emergency situation, would you drink contaminated water? You could if you had the amazing Life Straw from MyPatriotSupply.com. Life Straw is the most advanced personal water filter available today. It filters contaminated water from almost any source. Life Straw is lightweight and compact, perfect for hiking, camping, or in an emergency like a flood. Life Straw is easy to clean, comes with a one-year warranty, and has been used worldwide since 2005. Get the amazing Life Straw personal water filter at MyPatriotSupply.com. Plus, check out Survival Seed Vault, 20 seed varieties for only $37.95, Tatler canning lids, long-term storable foods as low as $69.95, and much more at MyPatriotSupply.com. Enjoy stress-free shipping on all orders over $49. Call 866-229-0927 or visit MyPatriotSupply.com. That's 866-229-0927, MyPatriotSupply.com. For emergency preparedness, self-reliance, and food independence. Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. 
Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes, revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporeate e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service, fast, free, same-day shipping, and a 30-day warranty and satisfaction guarantee. So are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle? Then call 870-518-4307. That's 870-518-4307. Or visit LeSig.com, spelled L-E-C-I-G.com. LeSig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker. One in every 50 homes will have a break-in this year. Burglars call it smash and grab. Police call it robbery. We call it avoidable. We are Fake TV, a simple electronic device that can fool even professional burglars. Fake TV easily plugs into any outlet and simulates the changing colors of a television. To a burglar, it looks like someone must be home watching TV, so they'll likely move on to an easier target. At only $34.95, fake TV costs less than a month of most alarm monitoring plans. And it's perfect if you're traveling or away from home. Order your fake TV by calling 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. That's 877-532-5388 or faketv.com. Fake TV, the burglar deterrent. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We have Abram Pilch of Laptop Magazine at LaptopMag.com joining us with so much to talk about. We're just going to jump right in. So first of all, next week we have the Mobile World Congress coming, but this week... HTC introduces their new version of the One smartphone. What can you tell us, Avram? So it's it's a very impressive looking smartphone. It's got a design that a lot of people say looks quite a bit like an iPhone 5. But I, I like the design. It's got dual speakers, so it's got one above and one below the screen. It's got kind of got that black bezel that, that Nokia has where it's sort of like the screen is, is surrounded by it's kind of a, a black background. It's uh, available in silver or black. It's got a premium design. It's got a new sort of scaled-down version of HTC Sense that doesn't look like something from the Old West or something. It looks more modern. Uh, And it has a couple of interesting features about it. It has something called Blink Feed that replaces the home screen that just looks like a live tile version of basically the news. It just shows you some news updates I don't think it's particularly useful, but that's something that they're touting. It also has, for the first time, it doesn't have megapixels on its camera. It has ultra pixels. That's what they're calling them, four ultra pixels, because they let in more light, but it's still lower resolution. This is HTC's attempt at a big super phone, and it looks promising, but we'll have to see about things like ultra pixels, whether or not it's just marketing hype. Yeah, I wondered about this ultra pixel scam. And it sounds like a scam. I mean, you look at the standard megapixel ratings, and right now for the top-tier smartphones, it's 8 megapixels. They're moving to 13. And the HTC has got 4. 
Yep. What they claim, and they certainly put a lot of effort into claiming it, they showed us a video at the HTC press event talking about how the megapixel race is over now because now we have ultra pixels. They talked about the megapixel. What about quantum pixels? Excuse me. Quantum pixels next. Well, obviously, we're going to have to come up with new superlatives because we already, it's 2013 and we already have ultra books and ultra pixels what are we going to do next is it going to be maybe megapixels oh wait we have that oops well what's above ultra quantum they change the state as you look at them the pixels pixels. change quantum pixels and maybe quantum books okay replace our notebooks i mean we're we need the english language is going to need new levels of superlative for this kind of marketing But the supposed thing is that megapixels don't give you quality. They just give you quantity of pixels. So if you have a better sensor and you let in more light, you get better low-light imagery. We've known this for a long time. So that's true if their sensor does let in more light, which is something that we've heard from Nokia that their sensor lets in more light. We hear it over and over and over again that whose sensor lets in more light than than some other phone sensor so you know that's a that's a nice thing to say and and we'll be the judge of that when we get one into review but to change the name of the measurement because you don't like what the measurement is saying is a little ludicrous it's still only going to be four megapixels which means if you were trying to print this out on on a piece of paper you would have some issues if you try to blow it up to a certain size if you want to crop it and you want to crop in on a specific detail of the photo you're going to have a much smaller photo because you're working with you have less pixels to begin with. Now so, the thing that bothers me also about this is the fact that the competition has the chips with the higher megapixel count. The chips themselves are pretty cheap nowadays, so it's not a question of maybe HTC trying to save a dollar or two per unit, is it? I don't think so. I think it's that the way that they're trying to let the light in, they have to do something to the sensor where it's fewer megapixels. So they came up with this marketing uh, spiel to say that, oh, they're not megapixels, they're ultra pixels. What would have been more honest to do would be say, look, we, we're only giving you four megapixels, but they're the best four megapixels you've ever had because the quality of the picture is, is going to be so much better that you won't care. And then let people be the judge of that. And that's effectively what they are saying. We'll see what this means, but I really hate it when a company tries to change the language, change the name of a spec because they don't like how they match up to other to competitors. They're not the only ones to have done something like this. I mean, you take, for example, AMD now doesn't call their, their CPUs CPUs. They're APUs. They're accelerated processing units because... They're faster than your normal processing unit, faster than Intel. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than, no, I'm getting sick of this. I want to ask you one other brief thing about HTC before we move on and assess its prospects. Now, this home screen thing where you're seeing feeds, basically it's just taking like RSS feeds and presenting a beautiful picture. Isn't that kind of what Microsoft does with Windows Phone and the tiles, that you have the tiles with the live updates of your Facebook contacts and your Twitter contacts and the news feeds? Yes, except it's worse because oh, it's, less, it's less functional because live tiles work with any kind of program that you want, so they'll show you an email update. Now, I'm not a huge fan of live tiles because they don't necessarily 
jive with what you get once you tap on them. Like if you tap the email live tile, it takes you to your inbox, not necessarily to the email that you saw previewed on the tile. But at least they give you basically anything from weather to email to whatever, whereas this is purely news. It's not an RSS feed. There's actually a service which only has a limited number of news outlets on it. So it's actually even more limited than RSS. But uh, it does have, I think, some social network updates thrown in there as well. But it doesn't have your important messages like your SMS or your email on there. It's quite limited. You can disable it and get a real desktop or you can just swipe over to the right and you have a real Android desktop. And frankly, if I bought the phone, that's what I would do. Okay, so one other thing I'm worried about here. The latest... Android Jelly Bean operating system just shipped this week, I think, 4.2.2. Yeah. Okay. If you check with AT&T, the current Galaxy S3s from Samsung are 4.1.1, which is an OS version that came out last year. That's par for the course with Android. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, with the HTC One, it's 4.1.2, which is also an older version of Android. Riddle me this, Batman, why? Because if they have to put their own skin on it, they're not working hard to keep up with Google's changes. Frankly, though, the the version update from 4.1 to 4.2 is not a particularly strong update. There were a lot of bugs in it. That's why you see them coming out with a 4.21 and a 4.22. The 4.2 version of Jelly Bean is such a minor update and one that was actually fraught with some performance issues. In this case, I can't blame the OEMs for skipping it. They'll wait for 4.3 or 5 or wherever the heck it is. Very briefly, before we move on to other subjects, HTC had a good run as a smartphone vendor. Now they're an also-ran, a really big also-ran in the sense that they just aren't keeping up with Apple and Samsung. Is this going to make the difference? (sighs) Probably not. Here's what they need to do. HTC is really good at some things. They're really good at design. If you look at the industrial design of this, it's an all-metal design. It's beautiful. It looks a lot better than Samsung, where Samsung phones have been a great success. They're kind of ugly and and plasticky. They're obviously pretty good with their Sense UI in terms of innovating with software, but they're not good at marketing. HTC is not really good at, at coming up with a good marketing campaign. They're not good at sort of getting distribution across different carriers they're not on Verizon for example that's a big that's a big fail unless they unless they have some secret plan to release this under a different name on Verizon that's a huge fail and then the other thing that they just really don't seem to care much about and i think the public does care is battery life so the last few devices that we've gotten from HTC the battery life has been quite poor uh, the HTC DNA was about six hours, but even that is, you know, that's just middling. This this device, HTC One, we'll see. It has a 2300 milliamp hour battery, but I don't know with all of the things that it's doing whether it's going to it's going to get more than six hours of battery life. They need to work on their battery life problem, and they also need, to, but they need to work really hard on their marketing and branding. They're I'll just, tell you what. Let's leave it there. We'll get into our next segment. With Avery Pilch of Laptop Magazine on the Tech Night Out Live. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. 
Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. If you owe the IRS back taxes, listen carefully. Sweeping changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever eliminate their tax debts once and for all. And now I can help you reduce or eliminate your tax debts and end your tax nightmare. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I've helped thousands of people reduce and eliminate tax debts they couldn't pay. And after more than 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS, I can tell you there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. And with the IRS's new policies, it's easier than ever to put your tax debt behind you once and for all. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. Call 800-346-6829. Learn how I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. You land in Buenos Aires, then are shuttled to Santa Rosa, where a nicely furnished cabin with all amenities, Wi-Fi, executive food and wine, and laundry service awaits. After a good night's sleep, your adventure begins. You're on a golden stag safari for big game. But it's not Africa, it's Argentina. One-on-one guided hunts for water buffalo, cougar, bighorn rams, wild boar, and the biggest stag deer in South America. All gold medal quality. All the action you can handle. Land Rovers, top rental guns with scopes, all food, beverages, hunting guides, ground transportation included, and more. All more affordable than you can imagine. The adventure of a lifetime starts at GoldenStagSafaris.com. The big game hunting ranch. GoldenStagSafaris.com. Alex Jones here with a message that could revolutionize health in this country. Going back about a year and a half ago, I began to learn about the incredible health effects of Longevity products. Aaron Dykes lost 92 pounds. We're going to show you some before and afters. Aaron Break down what happened, your story. I've worked really hard with diet and exercise to try to lose weight, but I just didn't get the results. It just didn't happen. Then I saw what you were doing with InfoWarsTeam.com. I wasn't even trying to lose weight, but I got it because I wanted to feel better energy. I wanted that nutrition. Didn't even understand how that could kickstart my own weight loss goals, but the products did that for me. I found myself suddenly losing weight, more energetic, wanting to exercise, wanting to eat the right foods. And they don't even advertise it as weight loss. I want to challenge our radio listeners to go to InfoWarsTeam.com, sign up as a distributor, and get wholesale pricing discounts at InfoWarsTeam.com. 
What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. On the Tech Night Out Live, we talk briefly about HTC's introduction ahead of the Mobile World Congress of the new HTC One, which may or may not be better than the old HTC One. We'll have to see. Avram, we're going to talk a little bit later about the 10 worst tech ripoffs and how to avoid them. But before we did that, maybe we can do a really fast overview of this other article. And you do all these wonderful top five, top ten, whatever, at Laptop Magazine. And the one that caught my eye, and I just want to talk about it real briefly, the top ten tech myths, true or false. And we'll go through them real fast because most are false. So the first one, fully draining the battery on your smartphone or laptop helps condition it. But you guys say that's not so anymore. Not with lithium-ion batteries, which is the kind of battery that we've been using for, I don't know, a good 10 years or more now, and every laptop and smartphone uses. Back in the old days of nickel-cadmium and nickel-metal hydride batteries, there was a memory effect where if you drain down the battery, somehow that would reset it. Right now, it's that's completely false and actually is a waste because you're going to drain your battery, and all these batteries have a limited number of charge cycles, hopefully enough to get you through two or three years, but you don't want to waste the charge cycle. What you might see if you drain down the battery is you might see on a notebook the battery meter adjust to be a little bit more accurate in terms of percentage that's left, but that has nothing to do with the amount of juice you're actually getting and the amount of runtime. so don't do it. You're not training the battery. You're training the indication measurement system to be more accurate. Okay. The belief, number two, place a magnet near a computer and you can erase its data. Mostly false? Yes, mostly, mostly false. The problem is that you, that you would need an extremely powerful magnet to drain even a, a magnetic hard drive. You know, it was an interesting thought back in the day when we had floppy disks that you could put a magnet on a floppy disk and potentially erase that. But you would need some kind of super-duper magnet. I don't know if you watch the show Breaking Bad, but there's an episode where they try to erase a hard drive by using like an electrical industrial magnet. I'm not even sure if that would do it. Okay, well, then we don't have to worry about those magnetic Post-it notes anymore. And, of course, remember with Apple and the previous versions of the iMac, they actually use magnets to hold the screen onto the chassis. Yep. There you go. Hey, Next one, number three, posting a disclaimer on Facebook protects your copyright. The conclusion, uh uh-uh. This is so obvious that it shouldn't even need to be said. If all you needed to do was post a disclaimer on your Facebook wall to get back certain rights from Facebook that you wish they didn't have, like your copyright or your the right to your likeness or things like that, I mean, everyone would be creating their own terms of service that way. But the reality is you already agree to the terms of service when you sign up with Facebook. However, good news, Facebook doesn't doesn't own copyright to your stuff anyway, so there's nothing to worry about. Okay, that's good to know. Okay, the next one, password-protected Wi-Fi is safe. Isn't that conditional on the kind of password? It's conditional on the kind of password. It's also conditional on... On the, on the kind of encryption that's used, 
but there's definitely a lot of um, room to be hacked on a public Wi-Fi network. We have an article up by my colleague Daniel Berg on how to stay safe on public Wi-Fi that I would recommend everyone check out. It's definitely an area of danger. And so if you're on a public network, there are some VPN services you can use and things like that that are going to be a lot safer than just uh, hoping that if you type in the password and they have AES encryption that you'll be okay. The easiest thing to do then is just avoid doing things that require a password or are protected, but just routine browsing or maybe checking your email, that's okay, but anything really complicated that might involve security, don't do it. Okay, number five, cell phones cause cancer. We hear all about this all the time. You know, you stick the telephone, the cell phone, or a wireless phone of any kind, a portaphone next to your ear. It's getting all that EMF. It's going to screw with your brain. Well, the statistics don't back it up at this point. Obviously, there are some people who feel differently, and there have been some conflicting studies. But if you look at the numbers, the rate of brain cancer has gone down has gone down in the last several years, even as smartphone usage and cell phone usage has gone up. So this is something where, so far, the data says the data says no, and there's quite a bit of it. Let's move to the next one. Laptops on your lap can make you sterile. Hey, guys, you want to hear that kind of story, or is this also false? Well, you know... The grain of truth in the story, and I've looked into this, is that a, having any kind of heat um, on your lap can, can kill sperm and therefore harm uh, a man's fertility. There's been no study that directly linked laptop usage to, to fertility issues in men. There's only speculation that because the bottom of a laptop gets warm and if you stick it on your lap that you might, might cause some damage. There's nothing that proves this, and there's frankly so many other things that are heating up that area of your body of your body that this is probably a non-issue for most people, if not all people. And it hasn't hurt the bare throat. And by the way, you use a laptop, and you have a very young child, so you were that, still able to procreate. That's true, but my wife did believe this myth, and and she was trying to uh, just to stop me from using it on my lap for a while. Now that we have the child, I'm okay with using it again. You figure you're not going to have another one for a while. <laughs> Actually, we're trying to, but but so so. If you it, want to give this child a brother or a sister? Yeah, but okay. I don't, but I don't worry that using a laptop on my lap will prevent that. Number seven, always controversial. Apple Macs are immune from viruses, and obviously, with the recent Java-related infections, it's not true. It's just that. You still have to take precautions. Maybe you don't have to use antivirus software, but there are things out there. There's, there's no such thing as a safe operating system. The, only, the closest thing I could think of to a safe operating system would be the Google Chrome operating system since you can't install software. But clearly you can install software on a Mac. There's plenty of room for viruses. There's this long-running belief that because there are fewer, there are fewer Macs than PCs that virus writers aren't writing viruses for them. Not true. Especially not true because Macs run Java and you can write a virus in Java and have it work on both Mac and Windows at the same time. So absolutely you can get hit. Particularly you can get hit by a drive-by download which occurs when you visit a site with Java on it and it downloads the virus to you without you clicking anything. So therefore the motto for Java is 
right once, infect everywhere. Yeah, I was talking to our security expert here, Paul Wagonseal, and he sure. told me uh, that it, you should absolutely uninstall your Java plugin. If you're doing development work in Java, that's fine, but you should uninstall the Java plugin for your browser. That's his advice, and I think it's advice worth taking. Okay, for Mac users under Safari, there is an option to disable Java, and that's not JavaScript. People get confused. JavaScript is something that creates fancy effects with display of web content, but it's not Java. Just disable Java. You'll be fine. Very few web-based apps use it. Sometimes chat rooms use it, but they'll have to figure a different way. Okay, this is the argument we had before with regard to the HTC One. Number eight, a camera with more megapixels is better. And that might be partly true, but... Really, it's about the sensor. So it's about how much light you let in. It's about the color, color quality, about all of that stuff. So clearly, just having more doesn't tell you what you need to know. So you can have two 8-megapixel cameras, and one can be infinitely better than the other. You can have a 12-megapixel camera that takes a lot worse pictures than an 8-megapixel camera. That's always been true. I think the question is, when you get down to really low numbers, like 4 megapixels, are you getting enough, uh, enough data in there to to give you a picture where you can crop in or zoom in on something. But clearly, megapixels are not the measure of a camera. Okay, number nine. Number nine. Closing smartphone apps saves you power. Does it? Not really. Uh, most operating systems, uh, iOS, Windows Phone, and even mostly Android, uh, mostly Android will will freeze things that are in the background when you're not using them. However, Android apps can run in the background, and BlackBerry 10 can run in the background, so they can still eat eat up power. So a poorly written app or one that's just designed to keep checking things in the background, that can use some of your battery. So this is not completely false. It's just most it's just mostly false and definitely false for iOS and Windows Phone. Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine joins us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, and carding to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Are you always five minutes late? Maybe you're only late when you don't want to be somewhere. 
Then you realize you're always five minutes late. For work, you set three alarms, drag your feet in the shower, drink your coffee slowly until you're rushing out the door. Five minutes late. It's not that you hate your job. Hate is such a strong word. You're just not that excited about it. But most people don't love what they do, right? Listen, if you're local to the Twin Cities and Burnsville, are hardworking, self-driven with experience in sales, marketing, or advertising, are personable, and a whiz on the phone, you might want to join one of the largest independent talk radio networks in the world, GCN. Because right now, we are hiring, and we offer benefits. Experience preferred, but we'll train the right person. Is that you? Submit your resume today to advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. Come work with the Genesis Communications Network, where you'll want to be five minutes early every day. Welcome back to Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, it's Uncle Gene. Yeah, it's him. Okay, we were covering here the top 10 tech myths with Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine. True or false? I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Before we go to the top 10 tech ripoffs, let's go to number 10 of the myths. And that is, and this, I guess, if you're a fan of the TV show Person of Interest, okay, the Jonathan Nolan and J.J. Abrams series where they can just track about everything you're doing. The belief the government can track your cell phone even when it's off. What's the truth? Physically impossible. If you have no power, how are they going to track it? And, and none of these phones have been made to stay on even when they're off. So even if you have a sealed-in battery like you have on a lot of phones, including the new HTC One and the iPhone, these things just aren't receiving power. So how would the government track them? It's just physically not possible there's been no documented case of a phone that when off was able to be tracked that being said there are some viruses out there that make it look like your phone is off when it's actually still on but if your phone is off it's off okay so we understand like i said in the series person of interest on cbs you see them tracking everything a person does and there are ways to track people if you look at all these tv shows they're always getting into the webcams or the security cameras at convenience stores or gas stations. And you get the belief that you can't go anywhere. But a lot of shows do show that as soon as you turn off the cell phone, they can't track a thing. Let's go into the 10 worst tech ripoffs and how to avoid them. I'm getting scared just listening about this, okay? okay. Because this is something where we've got to be careful and this is something that Avram just put up a few days ago over at Laptop Magazine. And let's cover this really detail here. Number one, carrier GPS navigation services. It's okay. like being being charged for something you get for free. Okay. It's like the freecreditreport.com thing where you're entitled to a free credit report, but you had to pay for it. This is a complete ripoff. Back in the day, before Google Maps and, and all that, people actually paid Verizon and AT&T, 5 to $10 a month for GPS navigation services. But with the advent of, of Android and iOS, those things now come free and you don't have to pay for GPS separately. But AT&T and Verizon would like to fool you into paying, continuing to pay for this thing that you can get for free. So Verizon charges $5 a month 
for VZ Navigator and AT&T charges $10 a month for its AT&T Navigator service, which give you turn-by-turn directions, uh, which are of equal or lesser quality than those you get from Google Maps. A complete ripoff. All right. We're glad not to spend the money. We're sure AT&T doesn't like that, but there you go. Core i5 tablets, and we're seeing with a bullet here the Surface Pro as being an example. Well, this is just a product category that makes no sense. You're, you're trying to use a tablet here. You want the tablet to be portable, and, you, and generally for most people at this point in history, a tablet is still a secondary device. But even if it were a primary device, the problem with these Core i5 tablets, the Surface Pro is a great example of one, but you also have the Acer Iconia W700 and the Samsung Atom Smart PC Pro. These are products with the power and guts of a laptop, but the ergonomic experience of, at best, a, a $300 netbook and the price of a really high-end ultrabook and the battery life of a really low-end notebook. So... You have something that's like the Surface Pro that's designed to give you the best of both worlds. You know, it's a wonderful, it's supposed to be a wonderful tablet with a great touch operating system. And it's supposed to have the power to replace your laptop. It does have the performance level to replace your laptop, but try using either of Microsoft's keyboards, either the touch cover or the type cover, all day long and see how it feels. Is that is that worth it to you? If you have a laptop, do you really want your you know, $1,000 laptop to last only four and a half hours on a charge. Surface Pro lasts only four and a half hours on a charge. Do you, If you have a tablet, do you really want your tablet to weigh two pounds when the iPad weighs one and a half? So it's really the, the worst of both worlds. And while we like some of the Windows 8 Atom-based tablets, which are a lot less expensive and are clearly meant to be secondary devices and not replace your notebook. The ThinkPad Tablet 2 stands out as being the best in that category. The idea of putting these laptop guts into a tablet and then charging more than you'd actually pay for a laptop with the same components while providing you with a worse typing experience and a worse battery experience is just just a bad move. You would be better off just buying two devices, buy a, buy a dedicated laptop, buy a dedicated tablet. And I'd have to tell you the thing that is the biggest annoyance of all, those awful Surface commercials from Microsoft. And I've seen several, and they get worse and worse. The one for the Surface Pro, it's noisy, it's loud, people clicking, dancing, breakdancing, jumping, whatever. I want to jump and take the Surface and throw it out the window when I see this. My wife the other day is watching TV. And normally commercials don't bother her. You know, if we have the opportunity, we've time-shifted the recording using the DVR, and so we just skip through the commercials. But this time we played the commercial, and my wife looks at me and says, what is that? And I told her. And she said, how do you know what it's for? You just see them playing around and dancing and prancing. Yeah, is that really going to get you to spend $900 or $1,000 on the tablet? The, if the selling point is that the keyboard pops in and out with a magnet, that's not really a very strong selling point. After you've popped it in and out two times, then you actually have to use it. And then you have to talk about, well, how's the battery life? How are the apps? How's the experience? It really shows the weak Microsoft's own low opinion of its product if the best thing they can say about it is that the keyboard pops in and out. Well, look at the commercials for Windows 8. Other than 
drawing a circle on the screen to unlock the screen or something, I don't see them showing any real productive advantage. It's like a bunch of kids playing silly games. And I guess if you're six years old or five years old, Windows 8 is fine. But that's the impression I get. It's a toy. I don't see this as being a serious computer for home use or for business use. Yep, it it's all comes down to the apps, and right now there's not there's not really a killer productivity or, or serious app for the for the Windows 8 UI, and uh, and we're seeing we're seeing that in the marketing. The marketing isn't showing you the advantage of the operating system. And if Microsoft has to produce Office, the newest version of Office, with a traditional Windows interface with a few concessions to touch. It shows they can't do it either. They can't present a case for building high-grade touch-based apps for Windows 8. Let's move to the next one. Paying extra for 4G on your laptop or tablet. Well, we thought we were past this, but it's but it's still happening. Uh, now we have shared data plans from AT&T and Verizon, and these were supposed to eliminate the problem where you had to get a separate data plan for your tablet. So... The idea was, well, you know, you buy a $500 tablet and then you're going to pay, you know, $30, $40, $50 a month for it for the next 24 months to get it online. And, and that was resoundingly rejected by consumers. Nobody wanted to pay all this extra money for to get another device online. So now we have the share everything plans, but they still charge you extra. They actually charge you 10 to $20 extra a month depending on what device you have, to use it with your shared pool of data. So now you're paying a lot of money for your two, four, six gigabytes of data on AT&T or Verizon. You're actually paying more per gigabyte than you paid before. And the idea is, okay, well, you can share all this data between all your devices, but you still have to pay a monthly fee for each device as well. And so it adds up over time to being another... 10 or $20 a month, which is hundreds of dollars over the course of a couple of years, you're much better off just using your phone as a hotspot so that you can share the data directly from your phone to your tablet rather than paying all this extra money to have your tablet use 4G. Assuming you don't have to have a special plan to use it as a hotspot. I mean, they pull all sorts of stunts, these wireless carriers, to get some more money from you. We have Avram Pilch with Laptop Magazine. We're talking about the top 10 Tech ripoffs on the Tech Night Out Live. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com 
Friends, this is Alex Jones for MidasResources.com. For more than 15 years, I have exclusively used Midas Resources for all my precious metal needs. Whether it's bullion or collectibles you're looking for, Midas Resources is simply the best. I own my gold as a hedge against inflation. This Federal Reserve fiat currency could go the way of the Deutschmark and the Weimar Republic anytime. In these historically dangerous times, it makes sense to physically hold gold and silver. Midas already has some of the best deals in the industry. But if you give them a call and mention the radio special, they will give you a list of the day's super specials. Midas brokers are standing by to answer all your questions at 800-686-2237. They also have a lot of informative free literature explaining the opportunities and risk of holding precious metals. They are ready to answer your questions at 800-686-2237. Again, that's 800-686-2237. Your freedoms are on the line. The Second Amendment is in danger. How soon before your freedoms are taken away? What can you not live without? What is your greatest dependency? Is it your guns? Is it your home? No, it's food. It all boils down to the food supply. Tyrannical governments control people by controlling their food supply. Don't be dependent. Be self-sufficient. Don't wait for the government to feed you. Feed yourself. I can warn you, but I can't feed you. Do like Alex has done and get a supply of food from eFoods Direct. It's the best long-term storable food on the planet. Get the popular Mega Patriot Pack free. A 24-day supply of food plus stove, cook pot, and fuel. Call 800-250-1857 or go to eFoodsDirect.com slash Alex and get up to 20 20 mega patriot packs free with purchase build your food supply be in control be self-sufficient and be a patriot call 800-250-1857 or efoodsdirect.com slash alex and get your free patriot pack today to have a fighting chance against cold and flu bugs, get the world's best garlic extract, Allison Plus C. Fight viruses, bacteria, and fungi with Allison Plus C. Scientifically proven in double-blind studies using low doses to greatly reduce the number, severity, and duration of common colds. Allison Plus C contains 300 milligrams of stabilized Allison, the active ingredient in crushed garlic. Studies show Allison Plus C is effective against MRSA, bacterial, fungal, and viral infections. One tablet of Allison Plus C has the equivalent of 40 cloves of garlic. Allison Plus C supports your body's resistance to all types of conditions and can help lower high blood pressure and high cholesterol. So boost your body's resistance to infection with nature's best garlic extract. Allison Plus C. To order, call 855-ALLISON. That's 855-255-4246. Or go to allisonplus.com. Spelled A-L-L-I-C-I-N plus.com. Get Allison Plus C from Affinity Health Products. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We continue with Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine at LaptopMag.com. And what Avram and his crew do, and I love this, by the way. I can't tell you how much I love this feature. Top 10, worst, best, whatever. David Letterman knows nothing. But let me tell you a story here, okay? Because we're going to talk about pricey cables. But Avram doesn't know the story, and I'll tell him the story. I bet he doesn't know it. Okay, years ago, a guy named Noel Lee decided 
that he's going to produce a company, he's going to start a company that makes high-end audio cables, and he called it Monster Cable. Now, the story goes that Monster Cable supposedly offered better quality audio than regular cables. And you wonder, with digital audio, does it make the ones and zeros prettier? I don't know. But here's the legend, and it's not a legend or an urban legend, and that is that Noel Lee, when put to the test, could not tell the difference between his cables and the cheap cables. But, you know, you have pricey audio and video cables today costing thousands of dollars. Tell us more. Waste of money. Total scam. What you want to do is you want to get the least expensive cable from a reputable vendor. Yes, I mean, if you bought bought a cable that was just a piece of crap, there's always a possibility that it will be defective. But with these cables, either it works or it doesn't. So you can get at Best Buy, which is not known for having good deals, a monster cable that's four, only four feet long, an HDMI cable, 40 bucks. Same size cable at monoprice.com, which is a great place to buy cables. They specialize in doing them cheaply, $2.95. At Newegg, also probably around 3 or $4 with no tax and, and possibly free shipping. So it's a complete waste. Don't believe the hype about gold tips or high quality or whatever. You just want to look for is the length that I that I need, period. Now, in the audio business, let me tell you, speaker cables, loudspeaker cables going from your receiver to your speakers, you need to get them thick enough so that there's no signal loss. If you're possibly putting them 10, 20 feet away, this could make a difference. You want to use thicker cables. That's it. Otherwise, if there's signal loss, there's an audible difference. But now you know the truth about cables. I buy them at Walmart, by the way. So maybe I'm not paying as cheaply as the online services, but I can buy a 5 or $10 cable. That's fine. And I'm happy with it. And that's it. There you go about the cables. This one here, I think this depends if we can talk about it. Phone insurance. Now, AT&T, let me tell you about ripoffs. AT&T charges you $9.99 a month for the iPhone insurance gives you the chance here if the phone goes bad or is lost you get a new one for a hundred dollars okay a new one for a hundred dollars apple charges you a hundred dollars for apple care which you have to get the first 30 days after you get your iphone and for that for fifty dollars i'll let you replace it if it goes bad beyond you know beyond the normal warranty beyond the normal product warranty fifty dollars deductible for replacement if you lose it $50 deductible so Apple gives you a better deal it's $100 extends your warranty for two years and of course Apple gives you the phone support and everything so the question here is should you ever get phone insurance perhaps Apple care otherwise no in life sometimes you got to take a gamble and if you look at the other forms of insurance that people usually buy and need to have they are all protecting you from a catastrophic loss. So your health insurance protects you from catastrophic, from catastrophic loss, provided that they actually pay for what they say they're going to pay for. They, they cover things that most people can't afford on their own. Assuming, all- by the way, that they don't get rid of you because of pre-existing conditions, but that's going to change next year. Yes, but theoretically, if it works as advertised, your health insurance protects you from the catastrophic loss of paying for hospitalization. 
your homeowner's insurance protects you from the catastrophic loss of having your home seriously damaged or destroyed. And your car insurance protects you from the catastrophic loss of your car or the catastrophic liability of being sued for getting into an accident that's determined to be your fault. These are all insurances that protect you against catastrophic loss. What is the loss that you're trying to protect against with your smartphone insurance? You are trying to protect yourself against perhaps perhaps a $500 loss, but not really. So let's say you don't have the insurance. You go out, you buy a phone today, and you lose it tomorrow. The cost of replacing that phone, if you pay the non-contract price and it's a high-end phone, like a Samsung Galaxy S3, might be five to $600, maybe, and that certainly is a lot of money. However, let's look at the cost of the insurance. Over a couple-year of period, you will be paying something like maybe $11 a month, 6 to $11 a month. So you're guaranteeing that you're going to put a couple hundred dollars into the insurance even if you don't lose it. Then in most cases, the insurance is run by this uh, – whether you're on any of the four major carriers, the insurance is, all, is run by a company called Asurion. Asurion gives you usually $150 deductible. So if you lose something in month 18, or you'll have spent – something like a couple hundred dollars already on premiums, then $150 deductible. So now you're up to like $300, $350 for them to give you a replacement phone. And the replacement phone they give you may or may not actually be the phone that you lost. It may or may not be refurbished. So what are you protecting yourself against? You're protecting yourself against maybe a two or three hundred dollar loss in this case because you're spending two or three hundred dollars to protect against losing the next two or three hundred dollars. In this case, I strongly recommend that people just take the gamble. What are you gambling with? You're not really gambling with five or six hundred dollars because the insurance alone is going to cost you about half the price of a replacement. You're gambling with maybe three hundred dollars. And by the way, if you lose your phone, it's not necessarily going to cost you five or six hundred to replace it. Many times, your carrier will work with you to give it to you at a lower rate. And you can also find other ways to buy a phone off contract. You can buy something on eBay. You can buy something you used. Maybe you save your last smartphone that you had when you do a replacement, so that you can use it. Uh, for a while if your phone gets lost or, or destroyed. I would rather not gamble $300 to save $300. It's just the, the the loss isn't big enough. You know what I would do? Here's an idea that occurred to me as we were talking. And that is set up a bank account called your gadget account. Every occasion there, throw some money in there. And maybe in a year or two, you've got a few hundred dollars in there. So in the event you lose a device where it becomes broken, you know, it's tossed out of the car and cracks up, whatever it is. You can replace it. You have the money. And while that was going on, you're still earning your half of 1% interest or something. But the point is here is you're not enriching a carrier or an insurance company with this money. It is your money. You could use it for whatever you want and maybe reward yourself with something if after three or four years, nothing is broken, nothing is lost. You go ahead and take that money and buy yourself something cool. And also, your homeowner's insurance or your renter's insurance may cover some of this stuff. You should check it and see what kind of provisions. They may be a deductible, but if you're already paying that amount per month, why pay for second insurance? As you say, my friend, maybe a ripoff. We have Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. 
The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com slash radio, DreamHost.com slash radio. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. What's better than Mountain House freeze-dried food? Buckets of Mountain House freeze-dried food. Now the freeze-dried guy introduces convenient, easy-to-store Mountain House survival buckets filled with our top-selling items. Each item is sealed in a Mylar-type pouch, and each pouch is neatly packed in clear buckets so you can easily see the contents inside. These Mountain House survival buckets come with well over a 25-year shelf life and are perfect for emergency preparedness, camping, backpacking, or at-home use. Go to freezedryguy.com, click on freeze-dried foods, and choose our 12-month, 6-month, 3-month, 1-month, or 7-day Mountain House Survival Bucket with 32 generous servings starting at just $69.95. And all orders to the lower 48 ship free. Call 866-404-3663 or go to freezedryguy.com. That's 866-404-3663 or go to freezedryguy.com. 100% veteran owned. The Freeze Dry Guy. Uh, We travel so much, and having a fake TV, well, it gives added peace of mind. Burglars look for houses that appear to be easy targets. But fake TV can fool even professional burglars into thinking someone is home watching television. As a recent widow living alone, it gives me great peace of mind to set my fake TV near a window and know that passing motorists and pedestrians will think someone is home watching TV when I'm actually away from home. Fake TV easily plugs into any outlet, just like a light on a timer. And they're so easy to use, you just plug them in and they're ready to go. Plus, they're so affordable that we have one upstairs and downstairs. Fake TV is only $34.95. Order your fake TV by calling 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. That's 877-532-5388 or faketv.com. Fake TV. The burglar deterrent. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP 
is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Okay, we're winding down last couple of segments with Avon Pilch of Laptop Magazine, and we're talking about the top 10 tech ripoffs. Some of these are obvious. Some of these you get, you know, from reading certain magazines, but Laptop Magazine is the best place because they put it all together. This is amazing. This is one that applies to any, I think, notebook maker, Apple, Dell, anybody. The worst tech ripoffs, this one is RAM and SSD upgrades from notebook makers. They're all guilty of this, aren't they? Yes. Look, they're trying to make a profit off of you, but you don't have to take the bait. When you go and you buy your notebook at a place that gives you different configuration options, Lenovo, Dell, HP, Toshiba all do this. Apple obviously sells some different configurations as well. They charge you more for going from 4 to 8 gigabytes or 8 to 16 gigabytes of RAM or from going to one size of hard drive to another size of hard drive or or a hard drive to an SSD. Any of these memory or storage upgrades, they charge you a lot more than you would pay on your own to buy the parts. Both memory and storage are things that on most devices you can upgrade yourself after you buy them. For example, going from 4 to 8 gigabytes of RAM on Lenovo.com for like a T-series notebook is $80. That's $80 for 4 extra gigabytes of RAM. Whereas you can buy 8 gigabytes of RAM in total for maybe $40 online. SSDs are a much, much worse case scenario. You can buy now a 128 gig or 256 gigabyte SSD for like $150 uh, online at a site like Newegg. But they will charge you three, four, five hundred dollars at Dell or, or Lenovo or HP to move from a 7200 RPM hard drive to an SSD. What's your solution? Buy your computer with your notebook with the lowest possible configuration and then buy the components you need to upgrade it yourself after you get it. Now, I'm going to give Apple some real criticisms here. I've been after Apple for this. Apple produces many models of MacBooks. And by the way, the 21.5-inch version of the 2012 iMac has the same problem. You cannot upgrade the RAM yourself. You literally need to take it apart and use a soldering iron or something. Now, do any of the PC makers pull that scam where you can't upgrade RAM? Well, you know, I'm sure in the de- in the desktop world there are a couple of places. We've seen, for the most part, notebooks are, are upgradable. You should do your homework and check check before you buy. Look at the service manual just to be sure. For example, the Lenovo ThinkPad X1 Carbon, which is one of our favorite notebooks, is completely not upgradable. You can't upgrade the SSD and you can't upgrade the RAM. It's just you, you just can't get to them and apparently they're soldered in or something like that. But, you know, in about 90% of cases, you can make these changes. So you just need to, you do need to do a little bit of homework on it. Some of the Ultrabooks make it harder to get to these components. You might have to pl- pry off the keyboard, which will 
give you a greater risk of breaking it. Uh, so certainly you want to do a little bit of homework into it. Every manufacturer puts a service manual online for their notebooks so you can see uh, what you're looking for is something where the RAM or the hard drive are located under panels on the bottom or side of the computer. Those are very easy upgrades to make. Just unscrew the panel and swap the components out. There's a place called ifixit.com, by the way, that gives you downloadable manuals to do that. Sometimes the peripheral makers, RAM, SSDs, etc., like other world computing, will also give you instructions, sometimes instructional videos, by the way, to do this. Boo to Apple and any company for making RAM upgrades impossible. Doesn't make sense, except they want to say the more expensive model of the product with the extra RAM. Okay, this is common. My son lives in Spain. And so he has a wireless phone plan there. But if he comes to America and he wants to use a cell phone connection, he'll be ripped off just like we're ripped off in America if we go to Europe. Exorbitant international roaming charges. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a scam. I mean, AT&T and Verizon both have international data plans, but even there, the da- the, what they're charging you is ridiculous. Uh, AT&T charges you $30 for 120 megabytes of data, and Verizon charges you $25 for 100 meg. You know, try downloading one one huge PowerPoint when you're uh, trying to do a report for work, or try streaming one video, and you'll way exceed those exceed those limits. There's a couple of easy solutions here. One, there's a really wonderful company that I use all the time when I'm traveling, and in fact, I'm. I'm traveling next week to Spain, and I'm going to be using uh, their product there, which is called XCOM Global. XCOM Global will rent you a 3G USB modem or Wi-Fi hotspot for $15 a day for whatever country you want to go to. You sign up on their website. They'll mail it to you, FedEx. You'll get it two days before you leave. You take it with you. You you mail it back in the prepaid envelope when you come back. Unlimited unlimited data, no worrying about how much you use. That's great, although it's only data. Uh, If you want voice, then your next alternative is to go and shop for a local SIM when you're in the country. That can be kind of a hassle because sometimes when you go to the store, they don't speak English or they don't understand that you want a prepaid SIM. But uh, that's another possibility is to replace your phone SIM with a local SIM. Whatever you do, you don't want to pay your U.S. carrier for for your minutes or data abroad because they will bilk you. And that's an understatement. In fact, we got more carrier bilking things going on here. We talked earlier about the insurance plans, all that stuff. Buying a phone through your carrier, that could be a ripoff? Yes. So you have to keep in mind that it, it seems like, okay, I'm a member of Verizon. I'm a member of AT&T. I should just buy my phone from them. Why would I want to monkey around with... Uh, someone who doesn't hold my phone contract. But the reality is there are a couple of vendors out there that are extremely reputable, and they usually charge less for the phone than you would pay through the carrier. Yet they're still selling it to you with the carrier contract, or you know, if you're eligible for an upgrade, you can do your upgrade through them. So Amazon Wireless and Wirefly are a couple of great places to shop, and you can see that there's just a huge difference in price sometimes. Not always, but on a lot of models. So, for example, the Droid DNA on each, uh, by HTC is still $199.99 at Verizon, $50 at Amazon Wireless. That's sure. That's a $150 difference. And you know something? It's not just 
the non-Apple companies, they had sales at Walmart this past holiday season on the iPhone 5, where you could save like $50. So, you know, good idea, good idea. Next category here is internal storage on your phone or tablet. But you can't upgrade that unless you can add an external memory card. Right. So, so there's, a couple of, there's a couple of things you can do here. Going from the cost of going from a 16 gigabyte to a 32 or 64 or 128 gigabyte iPad is exorbitant. And it's the same thing whether you're talking about you know, a Google Nexus 10 or a, or a Samsung Galaxy S3 phone. Basically, any device where you have internal memory, you end up paying through the nose to increase the amount of internal storage. So it costs $100 to go from 16 to 32 gigabytes storage on, an, on a fourth-gen iPad, even though it costs Apple only $16 more to, to offer you that additional 16 gigabytes of, of, of flash memory. So what do, what do you do about this? You really have to ask how much storage do you absolutely have to have on the device. You're taking photos, you're, ta- you know, you're downloading videos, but a lot of that can be stored in the cloud. And if, it, if not in the cloud, then, of course, you have the option of things like a wireless hard drive. So Kingston, for example, makes the Y drive. That's something where you can, you can access the contents of the drive over your local wireless network. Uh, so there are a lot of opportunities to not pay that amount of money for the extra storage. Of course, the biggest opportunity is if you have a device that takes micro SD cards, the, the cost of those is so little. You can spend $23 for a 32 gigabyte micro SD card, and the speed of the micro SD card is, is probably roughly equivalent to the speed of the internal memory, so you're not really hurting your performance by using it. If you can do that, sure. We have Abram Pilch of Laptop Magazine for just one more segment on the Tech Night Out Live. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. You land in Buenos Aires, then a shuttle to Santa Rosa, where a nicely furnished cabin with all amenities, Wi Fi, executive food and wine, and laundry service awaits. After a good night's sleep, your adventure begins. You're on a golden stag safari for big game. But it's not Africa. It's Argentina. 
one-on-one guided hunts for water buffalo, cougar, bighorn rams, wild boar, and the biggest stag deer in South America. All gold medal quality. All the action you can handle. Land Rovers, top rental guns with scopes, all food, beverages, hunting guides, ground transportation included, and more, all more affordable than you can imagine. The adventure of a lifetime starts at GoldenStagSafaris.com, the big game hunting ranch, GoldenStagSafaris.com. It's an MRE smorgasbord at longlifefood.com. In 1983, Long Life Food Depot was one of the first to sell MRE pouches to the public, and we're still selling them almost 30 years later. Today, Long Life Food Depot has the world's most complete MRE online buffet because MREs are all we do. Tasty varieties of chicken, beef, salmon, and pasta entrees, plus sandwiches and our easy-to-use pouches. Full moisture, long shelf life, and ready-to-eat hot or cold. We sell by the pouch or case, so the choices are endless, and so are the graduated quantity discounts. The more you buy, the more you save. Call 800-601-2833 or go to longlifefood.com to join our email list for upcoming announcements like the Rollaway Food Pod. Plus, enjoy fast and free shipping. Just call 800-601-2833 or visit longlifefood.com. Emergency preparedness, emergency relief. Longlifefood.com since 1983. Sending real food to your your real future. Many Americans suffer from digestive problems, often totally unaware they're not absorbing essential nutrients from foods and supplements. Dr. Peter Glidden is aware of the importance of healing a damaged digestive system. Now, the product that I'm going to talk about today, Mackey Plus, and it is a combination of a superfruit, the Mackey berry, and aloe vera juice. Now, aloe vera is a very interesting nutritional supplement to talk about because aloe vera, you know, it's the stuff that you put on your skin if you get a burn. And man, it really knocks down the pain, the inflammation of the burn and facilitates healing. Well, guess what? It does the same thing internally that it does externally to burns. To soothe and heal your digestive system, order Mackey Plus today by calling 855-347-3696. That's 855-347-3696 or on the web at fireyourmdnow.com. That's fireyourmdnow.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine at laptopmag.com. The top 10 tech ripoffs, and we're talking there about internal storage and about the crazy prices, like, for example, with the iPad. You go from 16 to 32, so it's therefore 499 to 599. That's $100. The next $100 takes you from 32 to 64. The next $100 takes you from 64 to 128. I can't figure this out. And I'm not going to ask him. But here's one that is usually non-controversial, but sometimes it isn't. And that is extended warranties on tech gear. And I think the general tenor here is that in most cases, it's not worth it. Just say no. Really just say no. It's Now, to be fair, here are the exceptions. If you're buying something, if you're in business and you're buying a bunch of business notebooks and you want to you know, make sure that your fleet is 
you know, of, of products gets higher quality service for a longer period of time, perhaps you want to buy an extended warranty from the manufacturer. So if, and, and, and this is a limited case. So Apple has Apple Care, which can be helpful because at least it's their product and they know how to service it. And, you know, Lenovo and Dell and HP, which sell lines of business notebooks, they will extend, sell extended warranties that give you on-site service and next-day replacement. And if you're running a business with five or ten people and it costs you a few hundred dollars to ensure that you're going to make sure you don't have any downtime, then by all means, spend the money with a manufacturer who knows those products, has the parts, and can provide you with a higher level of service than you get under the warranty. But for most of us consumers out there uh, buying our products, if you buy them in a big box retailer, you're going to it's going to be like walking through uh, Times Square in the 70s. Everyone's going to be soliciting you from the salesperson to the cashier, buy an extended warranty, buy an extended warranty. It's not worth it. First of all, what they don't tell you is that most products don't break within the window of the first however many years of the extended warranty, two or three years. They also don't tell you that the first year of the extended warranty is already covered by the manufacturer's warranty, and they're not going to override that. So you know, if it's covered by the manufacturer's warranty, they're getting a free year off of you. But studies have shown that most stuff does not – either it's going to be DOA, which means it's going to be covered by the manufacturer's warranty, or – by the time it breaks, you're going to want to replace it with something new anyway. It's just, again, the the risk reward. It's just not worth it. It's it's just not worth it to pay this kind of money on the possibility that you might need you might need to repair. Uh, you'd be better off just taking the gamble that you'd have to pay for the pay, repair yourself. I'll That's, give you an exception. One exception here, and I agree with you for the most part. My son got in 2008 as a graduation present a MacBook. We got the Apple Care warranty, which was, I think, $249 extra. That computer over the next few years had been completely rebuilt by Apple. He's had the LCD display replaced twice. Hard drive, a couple of keyboards, logic board. If he had to pay for that out of his pocket, instead of paying $249, he literally would have had to have bought a new computer a couple of times over. So in that particular case, it was worth it. And I think the price that Apple charges is pretty inexpensive. You have to judge that against the cost or risk of repair. But with a portable device, you're taking it everywhere with you. There's more of a risk of damage. I think for a TV set, I think for a stationary device, a desktop computer, again, if you're not in the enterprise situation where you may one quick overnight repairs and are willing to pay for it. I agree with you. The extended warranty is a waste. And sometimes it's preposterous what these big box stores do. I mean, you buy an accessory hard drive for your Mac or PC or your notebook, and they're already wanting to add 20 or $30 or $40 extra for the extended warranty. It is really disgusting sometimes. Yeah, it is. I mean, look, they'll try to sell you a warranty on, on, on blank DVDs if they can. <laughs> you sure? They've, they've pitched it to me. I, I can't tell you. Warranty for batteries. I mean, I've looked at them sometimes when they do this to me, and I say, are you serious? Are you serious? And they look at me back, and they're afraid to say anything. They figure, you know, I'm a big guy. I might, you know, get a little bit ornery. 
it's crazy. I can see that Apple Care is better than most because at least they're the manufacturer. So Apple, ha- you know, has a good reputation. They have these service centers in the Apple stores that you can take it to. So, you know, look, if you're buying a fifteen hundred dollar Mac and you know there's a possibility of things happening to it, there's some benefit there in doing this and at least you know that Apple really will stand behind stand behind stuff because it's their product. But with these, you know, with the with the blue shirts at Best Buy, there I, I wouldn't trust them. And the key is also when you get an extended warranty, is it from the manufacturer or some third party insurance company that you know nothing about? And that's very important. That's very significant to consider that. You know, who is providing that coverage? Are there deductibles? What are the terms and conditions of that policy? I mean, you've got to think of what you're paying. And also, by the way, even with Apple Care, if you shop around for Apple Care, and not so much on the iPhone, where I think you have to buy it from Apple if you don't pick it up the same day that you buy your iPhone. But for your other gadgets, you have the full year to make that decision. You don't have to buy it from Apple. You could shop around. You go to Amazon. You go to any of the third-party dealers, and you may save a few dollars. Yep, very true. So, you know, it's one of those things where really buyer beware because most of the time someone is trying to rip you off. And the sell is such a hard sell that it's easy for people to get caught caught up in it and give in. I mean, I I remember once I almost bought – I almost, you know, like 15 years ago, I almost caved in and bought like a protection plan for a PDA that I bought. I mean, it's easy. It's easy for them to do, and they will. I mean, in, in years past, we we at one point we caught Office Depot uh, refusing to sell people notebooks if they didn't buy these these protection plans because that's where the real money is made. Yes, uh, now, by the way, yes. If you look at the dealer markup on these extended warranties. That may be much of the markup they make on the product because with cutthroat competition, they make very slim profits on the gear itself. They have to move as many units as possible to show volume and profits. But if they can make 50 or 75% profit on the extended warranty, that's very big to them. Yep. It's, it's huge because they know that you're probably not going to need it, so it's pure profit. Right, especially with most gadgets. As I said, though, with mobile gear, shop around, see what's being offered, especially with laptops. With smartphones, I think, other than Apple Care for an iPhone, I do not understand it. And I've never used it. As a matter of fact, I have stuff, I'm sure I have plans on my AT&T contract right now. I can go back and say, drop it. Drop it. Don't do it. In fact, when I bought my last iPhone, AT&T was telling me, I had to buy Apple Care that day, otherwise it wouldn't be eligible for it or their plan. I said, no, you have 30 days with Apple Care. Oh, no, there's no such thing, and the guy was swearing up and down the store. Hey, not true, not true. Of course, I knew the truth, and a week later, I bought the Apple Care plan from an Apple store for that particular iPhone. And then when I got this email or text from AT&T, customer satisfaction, was I satisfied with my purchase? I said, no, because the salesman was a liar. Abram Pilch, <laughs> tell our listeners where they can get more of your stuff. So uh, you can uh, 
read my weekly columns, including many of these lists at laptopmag.com slash geeksgeek. Keep up with all of our news, including our coverage of Mobile World Congress in Barcelona at laptopmag.com. And follow me on Twitter at geekinchief. And by the way, you can find us on Twitter. We're known as Tech Night Owl. We are Tech Night Owl on Twitter. You can also find Gene Steinberg on Facebook. And we have another show about UFOs and all sorts of wacky things that go bump in the night at Paracast.com. That's Paracast.com, where we will this week be talking about Native American legends of encounters with the star people. How about that? Avram Pilch, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Always a pleasure. The Tech Night Out Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.